Industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Hey, Dad. You'll fight with my body. This is a dollar. This is a dollar. You won the bet with no money. BoxingWords.com. This is a dollar. You never gonna get a fight, man. You're a horrible fighter. gentlemen to another morning edition with the boxing voice radio i am your host nesta gibbs joined alongside Ringwalk danny himself and george formerly from hbo yes sir jackovic you said it right oh shit we got it we got it we're here this morning to talk some boxing hopefully you join us you know the number to call in 1425-569-5241 right here above my head it'll be there Quite often, whenever you want to call in, pick up the phone, either cell phone or landline. You can also add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation from anywhere in the world. We're going to be talking about Michael Coppinger's red hot button topic. I mean, it's burning the industry uh, boxing streets for sure because Canelo Alvarez has gotten two major offer, gentlemen. Um, I'm sure you've heard the money that's being thrown around no, from absolutely. the zone he's being thrown 85 to 100 million according to <clears throat> Keith Eidick, he doubled down on this and he's saying that um the zone is looking to give canelo upward of 100 mm. uh, originally michael coppinger um 
reported that DAZN was trying to give Canelo $85 million for one fight with Dimitri Bivol on May 7th at 175 pounds, and then a second fight with Gennady Golovkin, which technically would be his third fight for a trilogy fight right. September 17th at 168. Uh, you know, a division that Gennady had never fought in. Now, no agreement yet, and Canelo and GGG obviously both must win their next fights, but... The offer from uh, PBC and Al Heyman for $45 million to fight the 160-pound Jamal Charlo is still also on the table. One fight deal, $45 million. Two fight deal, 85 But again, Keith Eidig coming out hours later saying this could get up to $100 million for Canelo on the DAZN side. So uh, if you're Canelo, where you guys are going? Well, you know, obviously the 45 45- Million from PBC is very enticing. Uh, I think the Jamal Charlo fight is the biggest fight that Canelo can take next. Um, Obviously, a fight that many fans have been calling for for a very long time. So I really think that if you're Canelo, right now you're in a win-win situation in the sense that maybe Al comes back like, you know what, we'll do a little bit more, um, more on the pay-per-view back end. Obviously, the pay-per-view is a lot high, you know, compared to the zone. So, I don't see the zone putting like a Canelo and a Bivol on pay per view, right? It's not as big of a fight. Maybe the Triple G trilogy, but I think right now Canelo's in a win win situation. If he takes that two fight deal from Eddie and the zone and Bivol, then Triple G, you know he'll be he'll be uh, compensated very well. And then you have the Al Showtime deal. Um, obviously, Canelo's last fight on Showtime. So it seems like Showtime's being more committed to wanting those big fights. You know, they just stole the the Spence Ugas, which was originally reported and uh, widely speculated that that would be a Fox paper. No, I, I definitely thought Spence would remain on Fox. So did I. I hope that doesn't affect his numbers. You know, going to Showtime, it's a smaller audience. You know, they have less subscribers. Uh, they have subscribers where Fox is, you know, free television, right? So you get more of a uh, promotional push with Fox. Um, in a sense, yes. And, you know, let's also remember, you know, Showtime is owned by CBS. So CBS is uh, just as big of a network, if not bigger, than Fox in reality. And let's also remember that CBS um, purchased boxingscene.com which is sure did you know mm-hmm. so uh i feel like they're but not isn't that really the only like boxing move that they bust like it's not like we see boxers paraded on cbs or fox Never. sports like that either you know if you got an espn deal with bob Arum, you're doing better because you at least might end up on one of those programming shows for espn but you know, with Fox, it's been very few and in between. You know, the thing about Canelo, I mean, he's the cash cow. He he drives the sport. Mm-hmm. Wherever he fights, he's he's going to get paid. And the thing that I love about Canelo is that he's a free agent. And, and he decides where he goes, and he'll get paid wherever he goes. And I wish more fighters could do that. I don't know if they can. You know, yeah, can, yeah, can, yeah. it's easier Wanting said than done. Wanting to and doing is two different right. things. I mean, I mean, back in the day, Sugar Ray Leonard did it. You know, but there's not many Sugar Ray Leonard's out there. So, but you know, I don't know if I'm me as a fan if I'm excited about Bivol or Triple G. Uh, and Triple G would have to win his next fight against Murata. There's no guarantee he would win that fight. Absolutely. 
So let's just be clear, um, because there's a lot of people out there that are confused, that are automatically assuming, like myself, that I paid $100, I get to see both of these Canelo fights if he chooses to take the 85 to $100 million from zone, I get to see it for eight eighty three a month because I paid the $100 a year subscription. That is not true. Both these fights are rumored to be on pay-per-view of for course. DAZN as well. According to Keith Eidick, for anyone in the need of the clarification, Canelo and Bivol and Canelo Golovkin 3 would be pay-per-view fights. You're not getting it for your subscription price. So, yes, the company, the promoter that touted death to the pay-per-view mm -hmm. will do back-to-back pay-per-views to get return on their investment. It's the only way. It's... The American I'm, I'm, way. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's just funny because people are like, oh, does PBC, they're, they're killing you. But look, whenever a fight doesn't make financial sense, they throw it on pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. You have to, right? You know, obviously talking those numbers, numbers that the zone has never paid to a fighter. Um, yes. You got to be able to cover it. You know, even when you're doing 73,126 fans in AT&T Stadium, those ticket prices don't come out, you know, they make obviously more revenue on the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. So you have to, um, you have to, and I, and I guess the question would be at what price does the zone put it? You know, they've never done a pay-per-view. They recently introduced. You know what they're going to do. They're looking at the Canelo 800,000 mm -hmm. and they're pissed off. Because when Canelo fights on 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 the zone, they get 600,000 Americans. You know, all 600,000 of those are not $20 a month subscription because I am 883. So how mm -hmm. many 883s are out there? You know, how many people are still locked into their $10 contract? Yeah. I, so I they seen that. that money and they're like, what the fuck are we well, doing? You, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, when DAZN came out and they said, you know, they, they all you heard was pay-per-view is a dinosaur. We don't do that. A we're dying not, we're, model. We're, we're not going to do that. It's a dying model. No, it's not. They're, they're not doing things any differently than everyone else. PBC and DAZN, when they first came on, they were going to change boxing. They were going to do everything different. Free boxing for all. Right, but it's not. Now it's pay-per-view, so who, who's surprised? This is boxing. Who, who's surprised? I'm not surprised because as a consumer of this sport, for as long as I've been, I've, I've grown to realize that I will end up paying for right, it. For, right, For exactly. everyone's mistakes. Um, you know, I want a certain fight. That fighter lost weight. I end up paying for his mistake. <laughs> You know, I want a certain fight. The promoters can't put it together. I end up paying for that mistake. I end up paying for it on pay-per-view when they finally can put it together. It's like, you know, this is the only sport that, that to truly tortures its fans. But I got Big Supermax all the way in Plainview, Texas. Stay warm, my friend, and safe on the road. Shout out to all my truck drivers. We need an official truck driver's horn because I, I swear that mine's is more like a, like a freight trait horn. But um, he says... If Canelo wants three fights this year, why not Charlo in May, GGG in September, then Bivol in December, and get all the money as a Nello fan? I'm not interested in Bivol. I don't I know. Agree. I don't know that he wants three fights. I know last year um, they had three fights last year, and mm -hmm. they were saying how, and I think it was four in thirteen months. They were saying how all of that caught up to them mm -hmm. for an 11 month. I'm sorry. In terms of, uh, you know, the body? Yeah, just wear, wear, and tear. wear and tear. And, you know, from my understanding and what I've seen, they want to go two times this year. Mm. You know, the traditional May, May and September. Um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Can you really walk away from another forty, fifty million dollars? Like, if you fight a third time, it'll that still means, be there, though. If he wins those fights, it'll be there in the in the following it'll, calendar it'll, year. It'll, I, just, I I would be shocked. I agree with you. I'd be shocked if he fought three times. I'm just saying, if you fight three year. times in your Canelo, right? They gave you forty for Plant. You know, they're giving you forty five now. They're gonna give you fifty yeah, in but December. They're, they're gonna give it to him regardless. But it won't be in the I'm, t I'm listen no, again. I, I, when I, you're a millionaire, you counting money hand over fist, and it's like in one year I made a hundred and something million versus in one year I made sixty million. That's all I'm saying, guys. No, I mean Jake Paul did forty. Maybe Canelo wants to separate himself. I'm just saying. No, I'm you know I, I get what you're saying, but at this point I feel like. Is the money in a calendar year more important than being able to make? Because you know what I'm saying? He's getting up there in age. It all depends. I mean, look, you, your first fight's Charlo. He's a 160-pounder. You know? A still you, still you, a very, you know, a, a long-time champion, a very difficult fight. No problem. But he's you are at an advantage. You're more experienced. You're the bigger puncher. It's proven that you're the bigger puncher. And you weigh more than... Oh. You know, your next fight, Gennady. I mean, he's fucking old. I mean, only they know the wear and tear on Canelo's body in the camp. You know, true, they they and I and they I think that they'll make the right call, the right business call. And if, if his body can handle it, I think he'll do it. But if they know they're there every day, if his body can't handle that, they won't they won't do that just to make another I'm just payday. saying, man, what was it? Emiliano Vargas, uh, you know, it, it sunk in. He's like, you know, we're racehorses. You know, when we mm -hmm. can't run anymore, we were shot in the head. And that's all I'm saying. Like, you might as well make all you can make when you can make it. But we got another super chat from Matt Ben all the way in Kansas City. He says, TBV forever and every day. Well, thank you, my friend, TBV for life. You already know. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to put this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans, letting them know we're talking boxing 24-7. And you can call in to give us your opinion on this topic as well. It looks like we got Steven with, uh, who's celebrating 15 months of membership and sends a message saying, I wanted Charlo, but won't turn down Bivol at all. It's a real good fight. Studio shows are fire. Shout out to Sticky Paws. We do love the studio. So, um, you know, he's basically saying, I, I want Charlo, but hey, Bivol's not bad. I do not want Bivol. That should be the last person he picks. Green. I think he's the last, he's the least um, marketable, uh, the least popular. I mean, he's... He, He's just not the fight. There's, you know, there's Charlo, there's Benavidez, there's Triple G, uh, there's Eubank Jr. who looked phenomenal over the weekend. Uh, I, there's better fights, better fights. Agreed. Bivol definitely for me, it's the least. It's the fight I want to see least. And Benavidez, I, I mean, maybe this is all leading up to to Benavidez fight. You know, he's supposed to fight David Lemieux reportedly. Mm -hmm. um, if he looks good in that fight, maybe when Canelo gets done. With these that's next for an interim fights. title, by the way. Right. So, I mean, that's a fight that, as a fan, I want to see the Benavidez-Canelo fight. Bivol, Bivol had a... It's funny. They really built him up at one point. He was with HBO, and he was going to be the face of the light heavyweight division. He's still undefeated. He's 19-0, but I don't know. He, he's, he's, he's kind of fallen off. He hasn't fought any named fighters, and he's not. he doesn't, like as a fan, he doesn't ins inspire me to watch him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, when he fought back in December, it was a homecoming fight, kind of like a stay busy fight. 
You know, it goes a decision. He doesn't even drop him. You know, it wasn't a close. Then Callum comes in and sparks him. Mm-hmm. You know, same guy. It's just. Uh, and by Callum, I mean Callum Smith. Uh, well, I former th- Canelo I th- victim. I think you're referring to uh, Lennon Castillo. Yeah, who you were referring to? No, uh, he fought Umar Salamov. Oh, okay. Um, you know, in December, um, it just wasn't a very entertaining fight to me. Knock your, do it the right way. Don't 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 do a Roy where you go up to heavyweight, you know, for the right opportunity and John Ruiz, and then come back down and your body's not the same. Take care of your business at 168. I don't care if if it's one more year. Take care of the business at 168, and you know, Bivo Triple G. And then if the Benavides fights presents itself, then that'd be great. And before moving up to light heavyweight, obviously, you know that. Um, Better Beav and Joe Smith are in talks for a unification, so that'd be great in the sense of Canelo fights Bivo. You're just a, another fight away from undisputed at 175 pounds now. I got Jesus with the ten dollar super chat. Says a lot of people mad the zone doing pay per views. Shaking my head. People forget when PBC started, their model was free boxing for all, free network TV with no subs like HBO and Showtime and no pay per view. PBC now Ortiz versus Martin pay per view. PBC did pay per view first. Uh, this is so hilarious, these uh, fanboys of networks that, like, well, uh, you know, they did us dirty first, you know. She cheated first. Like, look, the point is that we at least had one safe haven that it was eight eighty three a month, no matter what they gave us. That's gone. You know, pointing the finger at who did it first and why did it happen. Doesn't matter. Um, and I will agree with you. I'm definitely agreeing with Jesus. Like I said earlier. The zone seen the eight hundred thousand dollars times eighty dollars and said, "Why the fuck are we giving Canelo fights away for twenty dollars?" It's no, simple math. No, absolutely simple fucking math. Absolutely. They got mad. They seen how much money they've been leaving on the table. Absolutely. You know, I, I really believe that now. The question becomes, you know, at what do they price it at? I think it's going to be the same way they did prior pay-per-views on the zone because people are acting like this is new. It's just people don't fucking pay attention, you know what I mean? But that's what you got this show for. You know, we do all the fucking snooping and following and bringing together of the headlines and and give it to you in one place. The point is, uh when Canelo fought on the zone it was pay-per-view. I I could buy it on my cable if I wanted to. I didn't have to have the zone. That being said, I hope they continue in that model and let's say you want the Canelo pay-per-view, it's still the same subscription price for you, but they're also offering it on traditional cable providers as a pay-per-view. I've always, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but I, I always treat zone. I don't have a, the yearly subscription, mm-hmm. so I've always treated it like a pay-per-view. If there's a fight I want to see, I pay the $19.99, I think. Oh, month. really? You I do think, the month to I, month? But 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 I, I, I'll get it like two or three times a year. I mean, it's wow. fights I really want to see. I, I had a subscription at first. Yeah, I can't do that. But I as treat shit, I treat this on like a pay per view now. As much shit as I talk about boxing, I got them all. I have to watch them, even when I don't want to watch them. I at least have it in case someone is like, "Hey, did you see?" And it's like, "No." Well, you fuck. have to because you guys are the yeah, boxing voice. Yeah, right, yeah. No, You're the absolutely, boxing absolutely. voice. So let me get to this real quick. I got Hawk in Maryland. What's going on, my man? He says Bivol is a harder fight than Charlo. Too risky for me. 
<laughs> a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people do feel that way, and I get it. He is a, a, a younger 175-pounder if you compare him to Kovalev, but Kovalev the crusher is more proven. Say what you want about that first Andre Ward fight. It don't matter who you thought won. That was a close fight. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. You know, and dropping Ward in that one. Um, You know... Like I said, I, I would like to see him finish business at 168. So even if it's Charlo in May and then Triple G in September, mm-hmm. you know, not just finish your business because the going up and waiting, up and down and wait, it takes effects on, on fighters, you know, and obviously to maximize. Oh, so you're saying maximize 168, do Charlo and Triple G, then see Bivol at 175, yeah, natural progression. You know, and I, like I said before, Better Beav and Joe Smith are currently in, in talks for a unification. Mm-hmm. So in fighting Bivol, that would... Make it another undisputed. Technically, just leave Canelo one fight away from so undisputed. So let, let the know? dominoes fall where they may while you do your thing at 6'8". Yeah. I see. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, I think he was calculated um, taking on Kovalev. Kovalev mm, well, of course. had just had a fight, and Kovalev's getting older. You know, he, he they saw weakness there, I and mean, they, they took advantage I, of it. That's the hilarious thing about this Kovalev. Thing. Weakness. He's still fighting. He's literally training right now in L.A. with Buddy McGirt. Like... Kovalev is still fighting. He was after that loss to Canelo. He was scheduled to fight the dude that uh, Rosado blanketed. <laughs> he gave right. him a pillow and blanket and, and back the bully. Like Kovalev is far from done, but because Canelo beat him, he's somehow done. But he's definitely faded. I mean, he he does Marcus Brown beat him right now? Off his loss with Arthur, they both coming off losses. I would have to see Canelo. It's been a while since he fought. No, no, he's no, no, 30, no. He's thirty-eight. I'm talking about does. Marcus Brown beat Sergey Kovalev right now coming off of that loss to Better BF. Honestly, I don't know. Exactly. But we're, I, I, but we're I, I, quick honestly, to say that Kovalev is old. I, I don't think he's he, – he is old, but he's, does definitely, Joshua he's Buazzi, definitely faded. He's faded. He's not what he was does, back when he was the crusher. And Canelo, they, they knew that. Are you they putting your that. mortgage money on Joshua Buazzi for his first step up? No. This is what I'm saying. Like, if this guy's old, where's these young dudes that could beat him? No, for Am I sure. forgetting any young dudes, by the way? Are there any like light heavyweights? I'm for- oh, David Morrell might beat him. Mm. According to the hipsters, I've never really watched them fight like that. Have you? Yeah, I've seen a few of, uh, of his fights. So uh, would you pick him right now over Kovalev the Crusher? I wouldn't. You know, I've you seen, wouldn't. No. Oh wow. So see, maybe the hipsters are just uh, you know obviously trying to find a new guy. Obviously, we haven't seen Kovalev in uh, you in know quite, quite some time and. I know this fight's at a catch weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like at the light heavyweight limit. Um, you know, the, yeah, that was a good one for Canelo. Uh, a lot of people, I was there. A lot of people felt that he was down at the time. Of uh, you mean uh, down on the cards? Yeah. So uh, he definitely stepped stepped it on. But later in the fight, you know, a lot of people might have felt that it was a. Uh, uh, you know, a little too late had he not got the knockout. But nonetheless, you know, you did it. Cool. Pandemic happened. You were able to get your body adjusted. Yo, do you think at 68? Not, bro, you're talking another year. Maybe. But are you asking him to stay at 68 because you're a fan of him and, and you think that's what's right so that you don't go up and down and have the whole Roy Jones thing? Or are you asking him to stay at 68 because you feel... You want him to, uh, you know, silence the naysayers and fight Charlo. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, to me, 
the best two fights that he could have next mm -hmm. would be Charlo Benavidez. Benavidez is supposed to fight David Lemieux uh, for the interim belt. Charlo's a fight that a lot of fans been asking for. Mm -hmm. um, I feel right now Charlo's the more attractive available fight. Take Charlo, take Benavidez, and then take from September, which he's known for May and September, Cinco de Mayo, Mexican Independence. Take from September to May to make that move officially to 175. You know, the 175 when he fought Kovalev, that was six months after fighting at 160 pounds against Danny Jacobs. Mm -hmm. So that was a two-division jump. Um, yo, <laughs> make the right move. You know, ideally, like I said, Charlo and then Benavidez and then, you know, 175 next year. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I agree 100%. Those are the two fights I'd love to see, Charlo and Benavidez. And then, you know, if he wants to go up to 175 and be the king up there because he seems to want to unify divisions. So he's done it at 168. He's still got some business there and move up to 75 and, and clear that out because I'm sure every, the fight there, everyone wants to see him and better be of. And we'll see what happens when with his fight with Smith. But, you know, sign me up. If, if Canelo's going to fight better be of, that's a fight I would love to see. You know, it's... it's uh. Let me get to this. Uh, Brandon in Houston celebrating 12 months of membership with TBV. Uh, and listen, we're going to get some behind-the-scenes stuff here in, in a bit for both Patreon and members. Once the, the, the move is official, there's a lot going on in the studio that you guys don't get to see, but will get to see as members of the Boxing Voice Radio. But Brandon goes on to say, Benavidez is the only fight to make. Canelo is walking around with the WBC belt he got for free, fighting Callum in a WBA bout. Stop running, Canelo. And he put the running the man emoji, smoke emoji, with the three El Bandera Roja flags. And looks like we got another one here. Uh, I got to get to Mr. Steel, your chin, is back. He changes his name's daily here. Uh, he says, so we're going to act like Canelo wouldn't have made more than $100 million for three-fight deal that was reported from PBC. Complain pay-per-view now. Two laughing out loud emojis. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. Of course. I mean, because all the numbers are out there. Uh, but it's not, it's not about him making the right or wrong. I mean, I guess it is the right or wrong decision. But in his eyes, it's the right decision. Like, why tie myself down when now every time I fight, the next fight is a, is a bidding war. Right. You know what I mean? Like, look, he's got 45 million, 85 million. Uh-oh, wait, no, it's 100 million. So it's like he's in a better position by staying as a free agent. Yes, I, absolutely. He's in the driver's seat. And look, and he even has, he's got a restaurant coming into, I just read last night, he's got a, a taco restaurant. If you got, yeah. he's got a taco restaurant. That in San Diego, he, right? Yeah, he's, he's just opening yeah. up. So he's, you know, he's, he is in the driver's Can't seat. Can't forget he's got Canelo phone. Man, well, Canelo phone uh, or Canelo mobile. Um, then he has the, pha tacos. the, the pharmaceutical company in Mexico. Mm. Yo, my boy is helping his people out there. That's you know, he's, he's helping his people. But, you know, there's no need to tie yourself down on, the, on any deals at this point in his career. You know, he should have never signed that last deal with Oscar. Like, he, uh, he's been not needed a promoter, you know. He's been in the driver's seat for years now. Obviously, I feel like last year solidified it. Um, and, you know, 
three of his four fights were against top guys. Um, obviously the fourth fight and Yildirim being a, a mandatory, but you know Canelo's in the driver's seat right now, and I think his two biggest names and more financially uh, bigger opportunities would be. Charlo and Benavides. But, I mean, if that's the truth, uh, wouldn't it be wiser, George, to kind of piss off the, the, the fight fans so that they're clamoring for that fight? And maybe maybe that's the play. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they've got – Canelo's a smart guy, and he's mm. got smart people behind him. And maybe that's the play to, to, make, to make those fights bigger. I think you can close the chapter, the book on the, on the Triple G chapter before fighting Charlo just to – Make people mad. Oh, he chose an older guy. He doesn't want to fight him. He's scared. You know, but it builds more interest. Charlo needs to do something, though. Not that he needs to do something to get the fight. Do something to build it, to make it greater. You know, get a big knockout over a decent name to be like, yes, he's the guy that can do it to Canelo. But before you guys respond, we got Kansas City back with another one. He says, GBP. Free Rashidi Ellis. Oh, Golden Boy Promotions. Free Rashidi Ellis 2022 belongs to Keith, his Tom Thurman. Shout out to Kansas City. Sway in New York City says, so we paid the zone monthly and now two pay-per-views on the zone? Shaking my head. Or palm in the face emoji, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to be happy, but it's like, George, like you said, was, you didn't see this coming? Right. And you can't be surprised. If you're a the boxing writing fan, was on the wall. Right. Nothing nothing is going to surprise you. And with uh, Charlo, I agree. If he fought someone at 168, got a, got a good knockout, really established himself. Because what are most people saying about Charlo? He's good, but he's too small. Most people well, I are think, saying I think he's too small for Canelo. He's too small. The other people are saying that he hasn't fought anybody at 60. Right. So, right. you know, so a good knockout over anybody at 60 or 68 would... Get people inspired. You want to be yes. inspired to see a fight. Yeah, It'll just help sell more tickets and pay-per-views. You know, again, it's not that I think he needs to knock someone out to get the fight. He obviously is the more marketable mm -hmm. fight. But, you know, why not capitalize on that and, and, and drive that statement home by showing the people that you're someone not to be fucked with? We got Andre Dakota in New Jersey. Shout out to New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, he says, Joseph Mark Markowski shouted no pay-per-view events when I met him in Vegas. Canelo bout better be discounted for day one subscribers. Laugh out loud. Yeah, right. But but at least I fall into those day ones. I've been I've been on the zone since the very, 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 very beginning. So I, I should fall under a day one subscriber and get a discount. And that is a good idea. You see, this is what I mean about boxing, right? Like, I'm sure you guys watch other sports. Uh, you being in HBO, you probably definitely watch other sports. But those other team sports have, like, package deals for their fans. Like, here's a, I don't know, what's it called? Like, an annual ticket thing for you so, guys, right? So what they do is, uh, you know, me being from Chicago, mm -hmm. but living here in Vegas... I'm a degenerate, so I want to watch all the games. So I pay, um, I pay the NBA league pass, and they mm -hmm. do it. You can get it for the entire league or for a specific team. I do it for the Bulls specifically. Um, I Hence the Chicago Bulls hat. There you go. There, and I got the uh, Demar Derozan shirt under here. There you, go. you know. All star, um, but but is it because they're good or because you're from that city? No, I mean I just that, that's what I grew up in, right? You so know, you just repping the city. 
Um, I'm. I mean, I'm a true fan. But are they good? I don't watch basketball. Yeah, bro. I mean, I feel like the Bulls are probably one of the top, you know, five or six teams in the league right now. You know, I'm, um, I'm old head. Last time I seen the Bulls, Jordan and Pippen <laughs> played for them. I was uh, maybe even uh, what's my man with the with Dennis the Rodman? That's right. Oof. Horace Grant. Wow. Steve Kerr. Rodman. You know what I'm saying? The real team, man. The real team. These. These fake bulls, they want to be that team. Oh, man. They want to be the six P. Look where we're going now. We're, we're just bashing right. on the bulls now. <laughs> no, that's when I had hoop dreams as a kid. So I used to like love Jordan. You know, everybody stuck their Everyone. tongue out. I was a Knicks fan. So. Oh, you wanted to be so, Ewing? So uh, I didn't. I, I hated Jordan. <laughs> I hated Jordan. But I, but I rode with the Knicks. I mean, I know this is a boxing show, but I, but the Knicks are terrible. They've been terrible for two decades. Mm. Two decades. Has it been that long for real? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been that Yo, long. Yo, I, 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 hey, Brandon, I think I have a guest scheduled, honestly. I think I have someone. 8.30. Oh, yeah, Reese Alim. Yeah. Yes, Reese Alim. If you want to ask Reese Alim a question, who is in Stephen Fulton's division and Brandon Figueroa's division? Right, 122 pounds. 122 pounds. If you want to ask him a question, you can do so by heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the boxing voice. Ask Reese Alim whatever question you want. I'm going to read it out to him as if it were you. Um, but yeah, back to these super chats. You got something? Go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna finish saying. So you know, uh, leagues like baseball and and football and mm-hmm. uh, you know they offer you these packages because you know season tickets, right? I'm in a sense, right? When you're watching it, because the thing is, you know, so the Chicago teams they are shown on free TV in the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a totally different market, totally different region. They're not gonna really televise their games, so I pay. You know, I probably pay, I don't, I don't know, one fifty, two hundred. I forget how much is a year. A year just to watch it. Just to in watch Vegas. every game. Uh, you know, out here in Vegas. Wow. Thankfully, Die hard. Thankfully, mm-hmm. because I have T-Mobile, I get the base. So wait a minute, a, a millennial like yourself can't find a streaming service. Yeah. Why could boxing be stolen and not fucking basketball? No, you can't. You absolutely can. But, oh, okay. You know, I just, I just, you choose the support. Yeah. I guess the support and, and you, you like know the, the, just the, the the peace of mind that I know I'm gonna get a nice you know stream, good, a nice stream. feed no. and then you know for me it's even deeper than that like with the baseball one you get to pick the commentators for what city so I'm always listening to the game with the Chicago okay. commentators versus that's a nice little perk right there you know so it's like it's like you gotta uh, imagine you could take out Farhood like oh fucking far no. <laughs> And just put in Paulie. That's amazing. You know, take out Brian Campbell. That, yeah, that's a, that's an official little something. perk. That you, might be that might be something that they could fucking something. think you about. Know, but that would only work obviously in a like co promotion. If you had like a PBC and top rank, like mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to listen to oh the top rank telecast. Right. Okay, and so it's not like individual specific. But but, but that's still a good add on. Can you imagine if the zone? Paid for the old HBO, like gave Lampley, Merchant, and Roy a job, but you get to choose. Be, like, do you want to listen to Lampley, Merchant, and Roy, or do you still oh, want to listen gonna, to that's fucking? Gonna, that's gonna happen now. What's his name? Uh, Chris Mannix, the fighter Sergio, is Sergio, Sergio, Sergio Mora and Brian Kenny and Brian Irv, Kenny. Like, Irv, and you get to choose, Irv, and you no. click that multiple choice. You like, know, when when Matt, when Pacquiao and Mayweather fought. It was uh, they they mixed up the teams, the HBO and the Showtime teams. They had a oh yeah yeah, and they did that with Lewis Tyson too. Whoever won the f- fight, uh, it was going to be shown on their network, and mm-hmm. they mixed up the talent. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah yeah, they definitely shared broadcast for Mayweather Pack. Yeah. I remember that without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to Jesse Quesada, who says, 
Bivol has a better resume than Maul, which is Jermall Charlo. Joe Smith or 42-year-old Canine Bundridge. So, GGG, old now if Nello fights him, but you mofos were screaming for GGG to fight Maul. Hypocrisy. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're saying, but I think you're misunderstanding. I think me and you are on the same page and you're, 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 you're like, your super chat is to like, I don't know, the detractors, right? Because I've always defended Canelo and praised him for beating Kovalev. People like to call Kovalev old, but I asked Ronnie Shields, did he think that Jamal could move up to 175 on that same night and do what Canelo did? And he said, no. And I've asked many people, did they think they can beat Kovalev on that same night? And they said no. So I seen value in what Canelo did. Um, so, you know, he's not old. And when GGG was rumored like $40 million to fight uh, Charlo, I wanted that fight for Charlo. Because I understand that this is what boxing is and how it's developed, right? Like the younger man fights the 35 to 40-year-old named fighter on the way out. That's how you pass the torch or you rip it from his hands. So it's not really hypocrisy. It's just when you're the face of boxing, yes, certain fighters will be old for you. Just like Javante Davis is so good, Barrios was a fucking bum cherry pick in the world's eyes. All of a sudden, he knocks out Barrios, and it's an even fight mm -hmm. on the betting line with, with Thurman. And he doesn't get knocked out mm -hmm. by Thurman. So... You know, we don't know shit about boxing. We just like to act like we do. But That's the, the what Roger Mayweather is, said. We don't, know, we don't know shit about boxing. Truth is, fights need to happen for a reason, man. Because in that fight, a fight breaks out. You know, and... and you know the cliches they say styles make fights. Mm -hmm. it, it really no, it, that's it, real. It's true because even go, you know, it's not a cliche. I, I was <laughs> on the plane coming over here, and and I don't know why this got in my head, but I thought Tommy Hearns destroyed Roberto Duran. I mean, like no one else ever has. I ran Barkley, knocked out Tommy Hearns, beat Tommy Hearns by a decision. Then Roberto Duran comes back and beats Iran Barkley. If when when he fought Barkley, you would say no way, Barkley's going to destroy. But styles make fight. It is true and. You know, sometimes people don't like the old cliches, hate, but it, it's true. It's absolutely I just hate true. when you guys start talking about those eras and, and, and you hear those stories. You know, could you imagine if, if Tank would have fought Devin and Devin would have fought mm. T.O. and T.O. would have fought Ryan? Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. You know, let, let's you know, hope. Um, you're also speaking, and I don't want to go deep into it, but you're also speaking of an era that is similar. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, for one because of the money it's really the on, finances and, that and ruined it that's that's what i was getting at right you know you're speaking of an era that w in today's world would be like a ufc you mm. see the fights you want to see but your heavyweight champion of the world is making six hundred thousand on pay-per-view i mean not necessarily because whoa <clears throat> watching that documentary ray leonard made forty thousand dollars for a debut that in today's that's a lot. Like even for today, that's a lot. Yeah. And imagine if he if he as a gold medalist made forty, what did Shakur make? And he matter of fact, he's a silver medalist. It, it don't even count. You got to you got to go check. And and, and Ward, 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 yeah, but Ward had a bad promoter. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Joe Goosen. But that was not he was not Bob Arum. He mm -hmm. was not Oscar in his prime. And 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 he didn't have Al like Ward made his money when he got with with Rockefeller Nation. Right. 
But I got LV Slugger. LV, we're going to start calling you Las Vegas Slugger since we out in Vegas. Uh, he says, no more business to finish at 68. Nello undisputed. So so, so, what do you mean no more business? So you don't want the Charlo fight? Because that's where the Charlo fight would take place. They're not going to ask Charlo to move up two divisions. Look, there's I, always business. Yeah. There's, 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 he's undisputed. Especially when it makes business, business. And there's always another sense. man to fight, but... You know, I think kind of what he's getting at, you know, obviously uh, from a legacy standpoint in the sense of like, you know, he already became undisputed. What else does he have to prove? No, but this this is legacy. Think about it, man. Someone in this day and age now with so much video and audio, everything is documented differently than it was in the past. You know, uh, you know, 60, 70 years ago, if you were a writer for Chicago... I, and I was a writer for New York. We didn't see each other's right. papers. Like, you know, I didn't know what the fuck you wrote. So it's different now. Like, people will remember that Charlo was in three divisions with this man and that fight didn't happen. So for legacy, I think he does and will fight him because of that. It looks like we got a counterpunch from CYP. CYP, let me find you. Are you on, not on Blog Talk? So that means he's on Skype. Can we go to Skype? Talk to us. Yo, yo, let me know if you hear me. Perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> Good, y'all pissing me off. Early, early. <laughs> Listen, man, this is for the people who I are said, too afraid to tell Canelo. Go ahead. I was just, I, 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 thank you to Brandon. I said Joe, I meant Dan. It's Dan, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, not Joe. Sorry to make someone pass away that didn't. Apologies, I meant Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was, yeah. All right, listen. For all the people who are afraid to tell Canelo how they feel, okay? You keep writing. Charlo need to fight this guy. That guy need to fight that guy. Look, why don't you tell Canelo how you feel? Tell Canelo to tell Charlo and Benavidez, y'all fight, y'all get the winner. Tell Triple G fight Charlo. Whoever gets to me gets the winner. Tell Andrade fight Charlo. Whoever. Why don't you tell Canelo that? Stop writing in the chat what you scared to tell him. You, you honestly, this has been going on for years. You're always talking about what another fighter has to do when he looks a certain way. I noticed that. When he looks a certain way, you always want that guy to fight somebody before he gets Canelo. But you never say that when Canelo picks guy who ain't fought nobody. Tell Canelo how you really feel. And secondly, for the dudes who keep saying, oh, oh, he, he, he fought an old-ass 40-year-old for his belt. I said, so if a 40-year-old in your division has a belt and you ain't never had one, you're supposed to let him keep the belt and not fight him? Nah, mm. tell me. Tell him had no belt. Try not to yell, cause you are definitely cutting out when you uh, when you yell. You're getting some static. I don't know if they're that's hearing it. Block talk. Yeah, that's passion. That's some passion. That's what Jamel said. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's very very simple. If a 40 year old got a belt in the division, and you were and you a guy trying to make a name for yourself, you fight whoever got a belt. It don't matter who he is. So the fact that y'all want Charlo to just dismiss the bundles and dismiss his first belt is ridiculous. It shows more fear in you. The Mexicans that I roll with, the ones that I like. They want the fight between Charlo and Canelo. They ain't talking about Charlo fighting nobody else. But y'all, y'all need y'all got issues. Y'all need some help, and y'all need the milk. DYP out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, for anybody that calls in, definitely we love the passion. Just try mm -hmm. and uh, you know because it's what is that? What is that feedback? Is that yeah. what yeah. we call feedback? Um, Screaming doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so Jaguar Paul say Ness push Benavidez versus Andre. Uh, there's no need, man. Like, guys, we got to, like, I've been saying this for at least four years. I live in the reality that I live in. 
And the reality is, the Zone and PBC are not going to do business. PBC is not going to do business with Andre. Not just the Zone. It's Andre specifically. If they didn't give him Charlo, why the fuck would they give him Benavidez? Now maybe there's some other alternate galaxy where Al Heyman sits on a chair and he's like, "Well, at least we know David can, you know, beat him." Guaranteed is what the world would think, right? Like, if who's the favorite in that fight? No, it would be David. All right, and mm-hmm. who's the favorite in the Charlo Benavides fight? I mean, David. I think it. I, no, excuse me, Charlo Andre fight. I think it'd be. Uh, Char- that's more even, right? It is. Charlo, so, and like that's what I'm that. saying, and that's what I'm saying. So maybe Al sits on that chair and he's like. Fuck it, we could send Achilles out there to get this belt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> like the, the all this the the passion. Like let start directing that passion towards the the boxing organizations and and how political and segmented it is now. You know, certain networks only have certain fighters mm-hmm. from from you know they only ride you know certain fighters only ride with with Showtime. Certain fighters only ride with the Zone. There's like that. That's what's that's where all this this uh, this. Anger and, and, and venom should be the, the the organizations that are ruining boxing. All this political stuff that's ruining the sport and stopping fights from happening. You know, people say back in the day fights happened. They usually did because if they made money, they made sense and they made the fights. But it also and, it also didn't make as much money for the fighters. You know, obviously we're talking the Don King era. We know who got paid back then. Oh well, that's a whole different you know. Show, but yeah. you know, a lot of those top names you see a card with like Duran Chavez and. You know, sweepy or something like that, because you he would underpay the fighters and have all these great names. But to me, I feel like you were right. Everybody is loyal to a network, but Canelo right now is to the point where he doesn't have to be. Which I wish would happen more. And I know it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, but it's happening right now with Terrence Crawford, and I don't think it's going well. Now, maybe I can just be assuming on the outside looking in, but we've heard zero, like zero. You know, if his career was on the in the hospital, it's flatline. There's nothing there. You know, resuscitation is needed right no, now. I mean, we need some sort of breaking news, leak news. Like at least, look, Canelo said, you know, he's not doing anything. He's playing golf, but somehow negotiations keep getting leaked. Somehow his fans are getting teased of a possible fight. They're they're, they're starting to realize, okay, May we might get Canelo back. Let's start. Planning for May, um, you know, I think that these guys need to think like that. You know, Crawford needs to think like that. Even Javanta, what's going on with him? You know, this Roley thing was rumored for March. Mm. He's been awfully quiet. I did see that he's sparring, but it's like, you know, no announcements. I mean, boxing, it's same thing, you know, with yesterday's show. Earl Spence could have been flown out to Vegas they could have announced that fight at the Keith Thurman card with all the media in attendance. Cool. You didn't do that. Why? Because, you know, I don't want to break camp. I'm focused on the three belt. I don't need to promote. Let's do a Zoom. Let's do a Zoom. You Ugas know, lives in fucking Vegas. Right. Ugas lives in Vegas. Put a television screen up there next to his ass and let's do a Zoom press conference. Well, let's gonna, let's promote, you man. Gotta, We've lost you gotta promotion, also, man. Mm-hmm. You got to think in, in terms of that, though, you know. It is a PBC, you know, banner fight, but you know the Keith was a Fox thing. Uh, Arrows is going to be a Showtime thing. Yeah, no, no, no. But you don't need to announce it on television, or or you don't need to do a press conference on television. You can definitely announce the fight. You've been at plenty of fights where then you know they take 
a back room and 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 use all the media that's already there to announce another upcoming fight. Definitely. And then Brian Custer can talk about it on telecast. Polly and them or whoever's on the on the telecast can now speak about this announced fight that's happening at AT and T Center. I just think they just dropped the ball so much. I don't know if these things cost money, but it seems like they're not thinking uh, in terms of promotion. They're waiting so long, too, to announce these fights. It's like, let's give them a month. Well, Fuck PBC it. has done that historically. They've waited and waited and waited and waited before they would announce a fight. And you're right. It's I don't horrible. understand. It's not promoting. It's not promoting. By promoting, you get a fight out there and you get p- people interested in wanting to see the fight and pushing it. And you're right. They're Dude, not I doing said that. this yesterday, they're man. Not doing it. Floyd went to 10 out of 11 cities. It was scheduled for 11 cities when they did the uh, press tour with, with Canelo Alvarez. And they ended up doing ten. I think they didn't go to what Mexico City. I I forget. Yeah, yeah they they didn't go to one. But bro, Floyd even did a press conference in Baltimore. Like he hit every market. My man went everywhere. Yeah, I know. You know, um, like, and obviously that costs money, especially for Floyd press conferences in ten different cities. But I'm sure we can find a way to get it done at a uh, you know, at a good price, man. They can do something. They, like I said, they could have done Zoom. But let me get to this next Super Chat. James Benitez with three in a row. Going to go ahead and uh, ring that along for you. He says, Ness, why you act like you don't know who Morrell is? He beat your boy Fox badly. Morrell a top five, 168-pounder. He beats both Charlo and Benavidez. James, why you don't act like you don't know who your boy Morrell is? Because Fox started his career at 54. You know what I'm saying? That's nothing to be writing home about because you beat Fox and because Fox is the biggest name on your resume. It's a nice developmental fight. Keep doing your thing. Uh, but Why so serious? No need to take that man that serious. He's got like seven fights. Let him fight somebody. 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 You know? I mean, how 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 much do you rate him? And his last win over Alantes Fox from the DMV area, I believe. Yeah, um, I not top five, you know, at 168 pounds. Like, are we? Come on, man. Like, Caleb is he not though? Like, who else is at 168? Does he not make the cut? Uh, I would for top five. Let's see. You got Benavidez. I'm putting him over Morel. You got Caleb Plant. I'm putting him over Morel. You got that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like who else? Andre putting him over. What Andre? Demetrius? Yeah. He ain't even get there yet. Chill. You cheating. That's cheating. That is super (laughs) cheating. Billy Joe's retired. Anthony Durrell's old. John Ryder. Come on, John Ryder's. There's not a lot of depth. There's not a lot. There isn't. Like yo, to say that Morrell isn't top five. I mean, look, there's other people there. Lemieux is still there. I guess I guess Ryder does deserve. He's got more wins. Well, LeBron Richards, well, too. Well, I mean, I don't well, know, man. We'll look. also see what John Ryder does this weekend against Danny Jacobs. Right. You know, that'll be a good barometer, but Yeah, this is a this is a crossroads fight for Daniel Jacobs. If he doesn't win this fight, it's a wrap, man. I'm sorry to say I'm no one's, you know, father or manager, but we expect you to beat John Ryder. Mm-hmm. So 
if I'm not saying, oh, you lost to him, you have to retire, but you definitely have to ask yourself some questions. You and your team have to think about some things if you lose to John Ryder. I mean, what's John Ryder's biggest win? Uh, man, I feel like it would have to be... I don't even know. I mean, look, he lost to Rocky Fielding, mm -hmm. I think. so. I, I think he gets his claim to fame for giving Callum Smith a tough fight. Mm -hmm. Eddie Reynoso watched it and put on his story like, oh, he should have won or something you know, and, like that. And it's always when a fighter gets his most props for losing a fight, that's always that's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a good thing. If, if that's, Shout what, out if Sergey that, Durvinchenko. that's the first thing you look at. Shout out Sergey Durvinchenko. Mm. Listen, let me get to James Benitez with another one. He says, Bivol's such a boring fighter. I mean, he beat Joe Smith. Whoa, that was impressive. Bivol, Charlo, both get stopped by Canelo. Better beef, puncher's chance. Uh, I can't disagree, man. I think better beef gets it too. And uh, he comes right back with another one and says, so Charlo can put asses in seats now? Not a draw. Uh. I don't know. I never really, you know, how the tickets do when when they did the double the double sell. When it was him and the brother on. Oh, uh, that was behind closed doors. That was. Uh, that was in Houston. No, that was uh, in the bubble. Yeah, in, I in think that was. Uh, let me. I think that was. Better ring the alarm for James Benitez. Obviously, three super chats in a row. Shout out to you. So when have they had? I mean, check if they've been. Have they been home? Yeah, I was just there. I was just there when uh, Jamal... Oh, when he fought Castaño. But that's the no, different no, no, brother. No, no, no. that's uh, Jamal. That yeah, was I know. in San Antonio. Jamal just fought... Uh, oh, that Mexican. Montiel. Yeah, uh, Montiel. How'd that do? He had a little Mexican across the street from him? Yeah, nah? Nah, I mean, it wasn't... And that was the, son, the nephew of a legend? Um... Man, is is the Montiel name legendary? No, I, I know I, that knockout Donito hit him with that was legendary. Yeah, Shit. but I don't know that the name is. But no, I mean, you know, he fought in Houston. They fought at the um, at the Toyota Center where mm -hmm. the Houston Rockets play. Okay, you know, so the, that holds some people. Yeah, but you know, it was the upper bowl was closed. You better Google it because if you piss CYP off, he come in with facts. I man. mean, the upper bowl was closed, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even gonna guess on a number. Of so how I mean, many I mean, you there. could have the upper bowl close and still do like seven, eight. No, I mean, in your hometown, is that considered a draw when Arrow fights in his hometown, in during quarantine where there's social distance and he does twelve? Well, you ain't had to be that uh, mean. We got Big Fish Vega. I think Brian Lenz needs a reminder how Benavidez lost his WBC belt twice. Everybody wants the golden ticket, hoping and praying to be selected. Yeah, it's more like the Willy Wonka ticket, okay? But I guess that shows my age, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's a classic. If you, if your mom never, you know, let me shut up. Let me stop telling people how to parent. I was about to say, if they never let you watch it. Problema. Let me go to Blog Talk. We're going to Hawk in Maryland. What's up, my friend? If you're on Blog Talk, you got to press one at least one time so that we know you want to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Hawk in Maryland, what's going on? What's going on, Ness? And uh, great uh, to the panel. What's going on to the panel? What's going on? I don't know brother? everybody's name and everything. Ain't too much. I just want to. Uh, I, I got. I got a little. If okay, Canelo's gone. Just say we, the the writers on the wall that Canelo look like he's going to. Uh, 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 you know Eddie Hearn and now. So my thing is this: everybody's fighting for Charlo to get this fight, and everybody's mad he ain't getting this fight. Okay, so this fight is gone past because 
so far, it looks like Canelo got a two-fight deal coming for this year's guy. So who is PBC going to put Charlo in there with? And does Charlo come up to 168 to get in the line of fire? Because Demetrius Andre is coming up to 168. So that puts him right there with uh, Demetri- uh, Benavidez and everybody. That puts him right in the line. What is Charlo going to do to keep everybody arguing for his name now that Canelo's already got at least one fight lined up? So I'm just saying, you know, everybody's speaking for Charlo. When is Charlo going to show up with a fight that's that's worthy? Who is they going to put him in the ring with? And is he going to stay at 160? Because if he's staying at 160, I don't see how his name can stay on the playing field with the boys at 168 and 175. That's look like where everybody, even Triple G will have to come up to 168 when he fights Canelo. I don't think Canelo's going down to 160 for a Triple G belt. I mean, I, I'm just asking a question. Yeah, no, uh, that'll that, that that'll definitely be at 168 pounds. Yeah, you would think so. You know, Canelo. No, they already announced yeah. it would be 68. He would be defending right. his belts. So, what is Charlo going to do? No, you're you're right. I mean, so what's PBC going to do with Charlo to keep him in the race? Yeah, at 160. Nothing. They just wait. We can't keep arguing for Charlo. No. Can't keep arguing for Charlo. He had one. Yeah, but you can't have he him do. The, he ain't even in the plans You can't have him do nothing huh? right now because he's already in the conversation. He's got to get not selected. Then you give him a stay busy fight that he should not be able to lose. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to keep him undefeated. Yeah. You got to yeah, keep him in the I, race. Okay, I get that. I get that. But that's where a lot of his complaints, the complaints from people are coming from. Charlo's not doing nothing that is significant. Like, if Charlo was to come up and take that fight, yeah, but like that, said, but, but, Hulk, but Hulk, Rocky Fielding didn't uh-huh. do anything significant either. I mean, he did do something. Right, right, right. right. He did do something spectacular, in my opinion, you know. Uh, but I'm a hardcore, you know. Anytime you go to a foreign country and you win a world title, you know, you did your thing. It's funny that Tank wins that same belt and he's a champion. Rocky wins that belt and he's a fake champion. Mm-hmm. Colbert wins that belt and he's a champion. Rocky wins that belt. He's a fake champion. Morrell wins that belt and he's a right. real champion. Rocky wins that belt and he's a fake champion. You know, Roley wins that belt and he's a real champion. Rocky wins that belt and he's not a real champion. So it's like, man, boxing is selective. Yeah, it is. So it's who so you favor? But like Jamal Charlo right now, like he he is he's in a holding pa- pattern. If you have a chance to, f- if your name is in the Canelo sweepstakes, you're not doing anything until, like you said, you're either in or out. Mm-hmm. If, right. if he's not going to fight, uh, Charlo, if Charlo's not going to fight Canelo, then PBC and Jamel, what's Jamal, the alter- they got to decide what to do. What's the alternative fight? He, 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 you know, Canelo ends up picking Gennady, does the trilogy. What, what do we want to see Charlo do? Because yeah. Gennady, again, because people say, oh, Canelo's picking an easier fight, but how do you have Charlo Gennady? Is it a 50-50, 60-40? What do you think? What do you guys, where do you put that? I mean, I've got. I've, I'm at this point. Me, I, I think Charlo wins that fight. I think Gennady's getting 50, older. Fifty fifty though, sixty forty. Maybe, what seventy thirty? Sixty forty. Maybe it's close. It's I would it's agree. Close. I would okay. agree. You so know. definitely, Charlo's the favorite in the Gennady fight. Some people might not have him. Me personally, I just think he's been. He's shown that he's slipping, and he's he's, he's going to be forty years old this year. Mm-hmm. It's not a death sentence, you know. But um, I think Charlo would be the favorite, but. That's a fight, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll watch that fight. Sign me up for that fight. All right. Let me go to Big Matthew on Skype. What's going on, my friend? All the way in the United Kingdom. 
Hey, Ness. Uh, congratulations on getting your car, mate. I'm oh, glad you achieved you, one of your goals. You know, shout out to the chat. Uh, with Canelo, I've not got too much to say about who he's going to fight. I think he probably beats any of them. But um, have you heard Tyson Fury versus White? He's uh, looking like it's going to get moved to Wembley mm. to a 90,000 capacity instead of 78,000. That would be impressive, man. I mean, he's got to show uh, Anthony Joshua that there's a new a new game in town, man. That's right, yeah. He's been reported by uh, Ade Oladipo, who works for the zone. So he's got inside information saying they're going to Wembley in London, which will be great. Nice, nice. Well, I, I, I yeah. look forward to it, man. I've been wanting to see White in another high-level fight. I mean, I, you know, we all know I wanted Wilder to handle some business with him, but uh, I, 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 I can take uh, Tyson Fury without a doubt. It's amazing what they draw over there in the UK. Mm -hmm. Like a Anthony Joshua drawing 80,000 for his fights when he fought in Wales. Like, they come out. No. They, 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 come, they come out for their fighters. They come out. I mean, but again, it's it's the the price though, right? It's right. like, you know, I don't know why boxing. Well, we 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 did do it. I mean, Canelo's doing it. Canelo's doing it. You know, I wish Floyd would have done a little bit of that stadium fighting himself. We got Fred Robinson with a super chat. Says Ness. We all knew what route Canelo was going in. We ain't ever getting a Charlo or an Andre or Benavidez. Don't co-sign this nonsense. I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. I believe Canelo will give us those fights, man. Payday. You want payday. I know that. Bro, and they represent paydays for him. I mean, we're hearing the numbers, bro. These numbers are insane. Like, let's be real. He's making more than Oscar. He's making more than Floyd per fight. Well, still, he still can't say that because Floyd still got those two right. big fights with Pacquiao, with Pacquiao and, McGregor. and McGregor. Those are individual fight checks. So, um, you know, he's definitely the second highest paid athlete in all of boxing history uh, per fight basis yeah, by I, taking any one of these two offers. And I don't see, look, if, if, whether you But like, even still, even the last one, he got 40. So that right. was more than AJ and, 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 and the old Canelo deal. Whether you like Canelo or not, I mean, he, he doesn't see, he's not the guy that ducks fighters. He, he takes on challenges. He fights guys that, uh, what's the Cuban that he fought? Lara. Lara. You know, who, who wants to fight Lara? And some pe people thought Canelo lost that fight, but he doesn't seem to back away from challenges. If I was with Canelo, I would, would have probably said, don't fight Lara. Don't fight him. There's other bigger fighters you Well, they fight. told him not to fight him. But man. he did. But that's my point. I don't yeah. think he ducks fighters. So I'm going to agree with you. I think he'll fight those guys. No, absolutely. And, you know, now that he is that promotional free agent, we're fortunate to be able to get those fights you know he calls the shots he chooses who who to do business with you know obviously along with the team and Eddie's Reynoso but we're getting those fights we got to see him become undisputed in 13 months so 11 months I'm sorry so you know it's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. for him to have that freedom and be able to get those fights uh to happen not just for his legacy but for the fans as well agreed yeah, man. I mean, I just don't want it to be a double standard. You know, he, he Canelo can't fight everyone and everyone not have to do anything but just wait for a Canelo fight. It's uh that's 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 a little weird yeah, for he's me. He's not gonna please everyone. There's always someone that doesn't like who a fighter's fighting or not fighting. That's just the name of the game. 
I got Jaime Nieto who says, it's funny, the people that are going to hate on the GGG fight are the people that were yelling for Charlo to get that fight. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't say that Canelo's cherry-picking by fighting Triple G when you wanted Triple G to fight Charlo for $40 million and he ducked Charlo because Heyman offered him $40 million. So it's like... Which one is it? Is he old and, 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 and Canelo's cherry-picking, or he's still good enough for Charlo to make a name off of? Uh, you know, the double standards in boxing never stop, though. Right. You well, know, we've seen that. We've seen Charlo and, I mean, I'm sorry, Canelo and um, Triple G. Like, we've, we've, they've run it back twice, and I, I'd rather see some new, new fights and some new blood. You know, before Canelo, before Canelo... Uh made that permanent move to 68 i always felt i'm mean, so i'm talking you know uh 2019 when he fought danny jacobs he fought kovalev i always felt that i'm like if he fights gennady a third time he's gonna stop him he better stop him and the way canelo's been looking lately compared to the way you know gennady's been looking lately you know i, I think it'll be a, a easy night in the office honestly I really do. I, I mean, I can't see it being any more difficult than Billy Joe Saunders was for Canelo. Hmm. Well, I got Jaime Nieto with another one. He says, Bivol is the tougher fight than Charlo. How would Charlo do against Bivol? Charlo wouldn't take the risks like that. No way he beats Bivol. What do you guys think? Jamal Charlo versus Dimitri Bivol. That's a big jump. I mean, you know. Oh, right but now, why, can, why can Canelo make that jump and we think well, about well, it like well, nothing? But, Can, but Canelo's done it, so he's proven it. He's proven that he can do it. And Char this Charlo has it. He's got to prove it. These guys get a pass. Oh, that's a big jump, man. And, I don't know. And you know what? I, I like it because of the style, but I'm going to tell you this. You know, that's a fight that we'll never see. Right. What? Ever. What? Charlo and, and Bivol. Bivol. Yeah, yeah. There's no right. money in that fight. No, 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 no. There's no, there's, they're not going to talk. One guy's with zone and with Eddie solely, you know, so it'll never happen. Nah, for sure. You know, to me, the fight that makes sense, uh, like I said, for Canelo, if you're going to fight the Charlos, the Gennadys of the world, do it. But once you hit that 75, you know. Don't look back. Don't look back. You know, to me, Gennady I think that they want to get him in the Murata fight, but you get him in the Murata fight, you might not get him in a third Canelo fight. Right. You might right. not. And Canelo and his team have already been vocal about wanting to go overseas, wanting to go to Japan. Yo, Murata beats Murata beats Gennady. If 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 Canelo were to fight, yeah, Bivol, but then he goes to Japan, right? No biggie for the zone. They want that. They got the zone Japan. You know, but I'm don't don't overlook Murata because Murata has been more impressive than uh, Gennady's been as of late. You yes. know, in the last two two and a half years. So, um, to me, that that would probably right now I'm picking Murata over over Gennady. So to me, that'd be the fight that were to happen um, for Canelo at that point if it is. You know, say he does fight Bivol in May, and it's supposed to be Triple G in September. If Murata wins, I don't see that fight being in September. Right. You know, probably push it back. And if it is, that'd be crazy to take Mexican Independence Day to Japan. That would be insane for Canelo. But obviously, all hypotheticals, I just don't see Gennady deserving of a fight with Canelo should he lose He's to got Murata. unfinished business, man. He really even, does. But what I'm saying, even if he gets beat by Murata... Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, no way. But, but no if way. you're with Triple G, 
and now your name is being thrown into the Canelo sweepstakes. Do you want to fight Murata? Why would you risk that to get the big payday against Canelo? So, you know, now that his name is in there, that it's out there, that it's a possibility, why would you want to fight Murata? Well, I, you know, that fight was a fight that was supposed to happen. But, so, you know, boxing, you know, you know, I mean, things change all the time. And why, why, if I'm with Triple G, why take that risk? Because if you lose Murata, you're not going to get the, the Canelo fight. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Murata fight did not happen for Triple G. Mm. People, people have been uh, suggesting that that could be the case, yeah. that if, if he chooses right. to fight Gennady, uh, they'll scrap the Murata fight. Right. I, no, it's money. But I want to believe, honestly, uh, that Murata doesn't have enough to beat Triple G. I think Triple G still has enough to beat a Murata without an issue. You know, they say that a lot of people, well, a lot of people will say or argue that fighters fight to their competition. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them, of course, but to me, I feel like if that is the case, uh, you know, it's just really hard with, with Gennady, you know. A lot of people felt, myself included, that Devryachenko beat him. A lot of people felt that uh, he was uh, struggling with his mandatory from, uh, I want to say he was from Poland. I don't want to butcher his name. Zermeda. Um, you know, you, Steve Rose, like, he he's literally fought Steve Rose, Devryachenko, <laughs> and then his mandatory in the last, what, three and a half years? So... I don't know, man. I, I'm not excited for for a Canelo Triple G. To me, as a it'll be more of a fan experience than you know. That's a great fight. Like, okay, we'll see Canelo come out Mexican Independence, which also happens to be my birthday, and you know, get a spectacular knockout. I got Fred Robinson with another one that says, uh, "Keep it real, Ness. GGG Duck Mall." When he was eight years younger, I don't know about that. We need you got his, his resume pulled up. Where where would who more fall eight years ago? You tripping? That's way too deep. But mm. I'm gonna I'm go gonna, ahead and ring the alarm because I know you got three already. Yeah. So eight years ago would have been 2014. So he fought a guy named Hector Munoz, who was twenty-two and twelve. Hector Munoz, that, that's that's uh that's you know that's the dude with the gun tattoo. That's actually my man Rail's trainer. He's a he spar mm. he sparred with everybody. Robert Easter, uh, fucking Crawford, Danny, everybody, everybody, infamous uh, sparring partner. <laughs> Shout out to Fred Robinson for the three super chats. Go for it. And then he fought a guy named. Norberto Gonzalez. There you go. How the fuck could Charlo be ducking or GGG? Wait, be wait, ducking you Charlo forgot. You forgot one. He fought Lenny Botai. Oh, so, look, this guy. So, so I mean, he didn't fight fight K nine until uh, the tail end of uh, of 2015 to become champion. So, so essentially, we need to tell Fred Robinson to tell the truth. Stop lying, my friend, and tell the truth. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to. Where we stopped at? We stopped at Fred. And we got another one from Fred. The chat is tripping. GGG has not beat anyone special in his career. And no guarantee Charlo gets Canelo after he drops a belt to fight Benavidez. Who's dropping a belt to fight Benavidez? 
I don't know. It's Nobody. News to me. So wait, wait, wait. Triple G hasn't beat anyone. Is that what they said? That he hasn't beaten anyone impressive in his career? Anyone special. I think Jacobs win is good. I yeah, at that uh, at that time I definitely think the Jacobs win is is good. Mm-hmm. Especially at that time. Uh and then you add that in with all his other wins, the Rosado win, the Curtis Stevens win, the R- Marco Antonio Rubio win, who turned around and went twelve with Anthony Durrell. Like right. he was destroying dudes and dudes were going life and death with those same dudes, you know what I mean? I mean he pretty much cleaned out the division. Uh, pretty he, much he made, and look, I thought he beat Canelo the first fight. No, that's another debate. But, no, I know um, people. People seem to believe that. But um, you know, he he fought. All you can do is fight who who's in your division, and he seemed like he did a pretty good job at 160, cleaning out the people that were there. You know, but I feel like that's also part of the problem. Like, yo, my guy, are you gonna move up? Like, right. you know, you broke the record for the most title defenses. That's great, bro. But like, seriously, yeah. like, like. But he don't got to move up, man. I'm not a fan of that. Like, if you can make the weight, stay there and be great. Uh, look, Marvin Hagler did it, and you want to go back. Some guys you can know? stay at a weight and dominate. Yeah. But they won't be able to stay at a weight and be in exciting fights or good fights every time out. Yes, they will if they just stop looking at the divisions above them. If Gennady would have just accepted all comers, if he would have fought Charlo, that would have been an exciting fight. If he would have mm-hmm. been fought Murata, exciting fight. Like, there's still fighters at no. 60. Andre, exciting fight. There's still Billy Joe, but still didn't happen, exciting we're fight. We're talking like, about fights that didn't happen, and that's what I'm saying. Like, not every fight that's there no, is going to happen. No, but that's only because his attention turn towards Canelo. If he would have just did a Ponce de Leon, he would have been the man at 135, yeah. but he didn't. He he start fucking looking the division below. Oh, Canelo, I'll go down to fight you. Oh, I'll go down to fight you. Now he going up to fight Canelo. Like It's always money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot Business. of, very few people going to stick to that legacy uh, run. We got Fred Robinson with another one. He says, Ness just made my point. 168 is the weakest division in boxing, but Canelo used franchise to make it happen. Come on, y'all. See, I, I still don't run with that because why no one else did it then? Right. If it was so weak, why didn't Callum undispute? Why didn't Plant undispute? Why didn't anybody undispute? Like, don't give me that bullshit about weakest division, man. Like, I don't know who would have won between Plant and Callum. You know, I would have picked probably Plant because I'm biased. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know who would have won because look at look at what Callum did as soon as he moved up. He knocked out Leling. Mm-hmm. I ranked that. I definitely ranked that. But I got to ring the alarm. Shout out to Jaime Nieto with another one. He says, the one time Jamal, excuse me, yeah, Jamal and Jamel fought on pay-per-view. They did around 100,000 pay-per-views. Charlo is not a draw. I thought they did 130. Uh, I was going to say 120, yeah, but... I mean, you know, like I said, obviously, uh, that was a two-part, six-fight pay-per-view, uh-huh. you know. Um, so, in the same sense, it's it's almost like you had all of that in motion and you were only able to do 120 when you look at somebody like Earl, um, who's had success, you know. So, like I said, man... Uh, I feel that for the fans, the Charlo fight would be the most um, enticing. Mm-hmm. But as far as like who is the bigger draw in America, I mean, who like really who is the bigger draw in America? I still have to say Charlo. Well, I got two counter punches. Looks like Majid in Ohio <laughs> on Skype. What up? 
What up, what up? Uh, everybody get the likes up. Um, like the video. Doing YouTube members and Patreon for some. Hey, man. All right, look. I don't really, I don't really like how his stuff be going, but that just be the damn. I wish it was little thing going on in me, but uh, I was, you know, I've been saying the whole time, like, all right, if they don't get that fight, the Canelo fight, what's next? You know, so I hear people talk about uh, Benavidez. What do he offer? He don't got no belt and shit. It offer money and putting yourself on the mat with that WBC ranking to become mandatory. I, I'm like. I don't like how Charlo doing this shit because he willing to jump up for the payday. You know, like he trying to cash out with Canelo, but he won't step up just to make his own history. Wilder couldn't um, agree with fucking uh, AJ. He ended up making his own path. And look how much money he and um, the big ass shows that he was able to do until he got stopped or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The money was there, you know, so... Even though I don't like the way that, you know, shit, uh, Canelo be moving all the time and agree, it's a business at the end of the day. So if Charlo really want to boost his name and his money, he need to get his little punk ass in there with Benavidez, man. But that's all I got. All right. Shout out to Majid. Thank you for calling in. We got CYP. What up? Call me now. You did a good job putting him first. First off, there's no history being made if he beats Benavidez. He has no belt. Let's let's keep it let's keep it realistic. There's no history there. Secondly, do y'all know that when Canelo moved up 154 to 160, the first person he fought was Chavez, Chavez Jr. You yeah. know when he went from well, that when, was when technically that was technically super middleweight. Yeah, yeah. Yo, call it what you want. Call it what you want. The, the bigger dude, 164. It was all good. It was all good. 160, whatever you want to call it. 160, 168. That was his guy that he that he fought. When he went to 168, the first guy he fought was Rocky Fielding. When he went to 175, first dude he fought was Kovalev. Kovalev had al already almost lost a yard and was knocked out by the other Alvarez two fights ago. But we want Charlo to step up and fight Benavidez. We want Charlo. What would Charlo do against Bibble? No, no, no. Give him a Rocky Fielding. Give him a Chavez Sr. Or, yeah, Chavez Jr. Give him one of those. Or, or do what Andre Ward did. When Andre Ward went to fight Kovalev, give him two tune-ups. And then fight Co uh, the prime Kovalev. You see, it's funny how y'all always seem to forget real history because you don't have your fans to fight. Well, Canelo didn't fight um, Prime Kovalev, so why would Charlo get two tune-ups to fight that version of Kovalev? Like, Kovalev, uh, Ward got those two tune-ups because he was coming off of a layoff. He had, he had like, uh, legal issues, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So he, was, he wanted those two tune-ups, but... I don't know, man. Look, we're gonna go back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know, people are gonna get upset, and they're gonna they're gonna say, you know, why does this guy have to do something? But th this is what I'm saying. See how he he downplayed Rocky Fielding, but I'm sure he appreciates what Tank did to Barrios, and and that's what I'm saying. One dude had hometown advantage, you know, had everything going for him. He's been on that stage. He, you know, Barrios had not. While the other dude, Rocky Fielden, went to Germany. He's from the United Kingdom. He went to Germany to beat Zugi for that belt. You understand? Like, Chris Colbert beat Jezreel Corrales, maybe, for that belt. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that win the regular. Who the fuck did, 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 did Roley win his regular from? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many people that win that regular that don't get treated the way Rocky Fielding gets treated. But Rocky Fielding's a bum who got cherry-picked by Canelo because the hatred for Canelo is so deep. It's, it runs so deep that they will discredit a fighter who's gone to a... 
Timothy Bradley, Terrence Bud Crawford, those men went to other countries and won world titles. They are celebrated for it. They're celebrated for going to be uh, Junior Witter and Ricky Burns. Errol Spence, too. He did the same thing. Celebrated. Celebrated. But 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 Rocky Fielding is a bum. Yeah, people throw that word That's out That's who a lot. Canelo chose um, to fight his first fight. He chose to fight Rocky Fielding, a dude that literally won his world title the way you're supposed to. <laughs> you know, and, and let's remember Canelo took that Rocky Fielding fight three-month turnaround after the second Gennady fight. You know, what world champion is fighting on the three-month turnaround? You know, you don't really see it. Then went on to fight Daniel Jacobs for... No, unify with Daniel Jacobs. A word that a lot of these fighters don't even know. Mm -hmm. They can pronounce it, but they haven't done it. You know, so unified at middleweight, right? And then goes on, goes on up to fight Kovalev that same year at light heavy. Literally goes from 160 pounds... Two divisions up, you know, to fight Kovalev. So, so people, a lot of people, like, oh, he moved up one division because he had already fought at sixty-eight before. No, he moved up two, from the Jacobs fight to the Kovalev fight that happened back to. Thank you for reminding me. Jacobs was considered a world champion. His belt was the clear WBA regular. Mm -hmm. The real champion was Gennady, and Jacobs' regular belt was such a real belt that when it came time to negotiate with Gennady, he got more than the than the normal WBA uh, split percentage. So when people say Rock and Fielding was a nobody, I guess Jacobs a nobody, Javante's a no everybody who won a regular before him. Right. You know, you you brought up pay-per-view numbers. I'm getting off track a little, but what's considered a good number now? Shit. For, for, for a pay, like, because the numbers seem to have been low. So what's a good number? 200 plus, man. It's always, yeah. 250's always been good with any network executive I've talked to. What's the guy from HBO? Uh, Mark Taffet. No, no, no. The older one. The younger one that ended up. He was the last one Peter, there. David Peter, Nelson. Peter, 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 Nelson. Nelson. Peter Nelson. Peter Nelson. Peter Nelson. Uh, the one before him was what? Rosen something? Is it uh, Rosenberg? Ross, Ross, Ross Greenberg. Greenberg and Steven Espinosa. 250. 250 is always man, good. I wonder if it's because the numbers. Uh, I don't know if it's different now. I've never understood the business model, but... um. That's I don't crazy. Know. They, You're the one from HBO, you, man. Tr trust me, they don't. They don't. They they wouldn't no tell. No fly us. on the wall situation. No, no, no. They would. They wouldn't tell us the numbers. They didn't. You know, sneak out an email just to HBO employees and say this, this <laughs> did so many. No, we nah. we they and they don't really announce the numbers now. Mm -hmm. Especially when it hasn't done well. Exactly. R. Jonesy with the super chat. He says nobody want to see GGG in 2022, bruh. Stop lying. I want to see Murata, and I would love to see GGG versus. Uh, uh, Jamal Charlo. I got CYP with another counterpunch. Skype. Hey, fellas. Yes. Fellas, 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 fellas. Yes. This is what I do. This is what I do. When I hear it wrong, I make it right. Sergey Dervachenko versus my man Jacobs was for the IBF belt. Sorry. That's what that's the belt he had, not the WBA regular. When he fought Canelo, he, he had a real world championship belt. Secondly, CYP, for all y'all who don't know me, I've never, ever, ever gave anybody credit for having a regular belt. I will never do it. It doesn't matter if it's Roley. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm Jacobs? a tank guy, a wilder guy, a Charlo's guy. Jacobs did not have the WBA regular when he fought Canelo. You, you no, know when he fought Gennady. When he fought Triple no, G. I don't care about that because I told you before, that's not real to me. We're talking about, we're talking about my man Canelo. When Canelo fought the Jacobs, Jacobs had that belt. I don't care about the Gennady. I didn't, I didn't call Jacobs a real champion then. I argued that. I didn't call Roley no champion. 
I don't do that. CYP. I don't think me. You Go ahead. I, I got a question. So, because I used to be like that, right? If you got the regular, everybody who knows me knows I'm a huge Canelo fan. When he beat Rocky Fielding, I said he ain't no champion. However, who am I? Who am I to say that you're not a champion when the International Boxing Hall of Fame recognizes the regular belt? And they, that's the, they acknowledge and that, it. And that's the one with the mandatories. Hey. Just like the WBC franchise has no mandatories, the WBC regular Devin has to have all the mandatories, just like the regular WBA. But listen, look, we can't defend any of these belts. We're just telling you, you know, their rules. No, listen to me. Listen to me. If you look up actual world championship titles in boxing, you will see the major titles and you will see the minor titles. Don't get mad at me because the definitions will tell you that it's a minor title so some organization some some hall of fame can tell you whatever they want to tell you but when they look at the definition the definition always stands over anybody's opinion or anybody's accolade the definition of a word will always reign supreme over an opinion or what somebody else thinks it says minor i'm going to treat it as minor so That's when, how I'm so when you say definition are you referring to the merriam webster definition no or? no he's talking yes. about no no i'm talking about the boxing definition if you look up boxing world championship Look them up. It will show you each each four, and it will have the minors underneath. And then it will have the areas. It has them all ranked and listed. The WBA regular is not up at top. It's, it's under minor. That's why I call it a minor. I, I didn't call it a minor because I hated the guy who had it. I called it that because I'm a historian of boxing, so I want to know what I'm talking about. That's a minor title. You you can love it as much as you want, but look up, look it up right now. In the chat. So I, I'll say this, man. I, I changed my mind along the years. You know, I was a detractor of the regular, but it's like I said, who you know, who am I to tell a cha- a fighter that he's not a champion? Like he's getting paid more now he, that he, he has that belt. They're introducing him as a champion. You know, he's doing all the duties of a champion. I can't win that belt. I haven't won that belt. So, you know, I started calling regular champs champs, man. That's just, like Jason Sosa, you know, I just started calling regular champs champs. Uh, that being said, I got a few cash apps here. It looks like Hawk in Maryland says, if Canelo don't fight Charlo, he should retire. Shaking my head. I mean, I'm hoping you're saying Charlo should retire. Not Canelo. Uh, he came right back with another one. Let's go ahead and ring the alarm. That's three in a row. Shout out to Hawk for using Cash App, saving us that 30%. He says uh, he is not fighting nobody and no fight lined up. Shaking my head. I mean, he's definitely talking about Charlo now for sure because he's the only one with nothing lined up. You know, my boy definitely got something lined up. We going out the big Super Max on Blog Talk. What's going on? Oh, shit. Wrong J. Oh, shit. I forgot I got to do this. What up? I got you, Joseph. Yo, what what up, Max? What up, fella? What up, Daddy? What's up, champ? Uh, what's up to the other guy? Sorry, man. I didn't catch you. Quite catch your name, but what's up to you, my brother? Joy. Good morning, uh, man. How you doing? Yo. Yo, man. Uh, 
look, at the end of the day, I, I'm also not interested in Bivol, man. I think I, the route I laid out was you should do uh, flip it, do Chato first, then do Triple G and Bivol. Um, Danny, I gotta disagree, man. I, I think I do think at the end, uh, Canelo would end up sparking Triple G, but these guys, it'll be their third fight. Stylistically, they they are always going to be in a competitive fight. Uh, it's just one of them things, man. I think it'll be it'll give Canelo it'll actually give Canelo more fits than the other two, based off styles. Unless Triple G is just completely washed up and over the hill, which I don't think. I think for a Canelo fight, he'll get up for it, and I think Canelo actually would be. Yo, did the show cut off? to sleep, which is going to cause some trouble early on. Ultimately, I think Canelo gets it done. But no, we can't hear block um, talk. I think also we have to understand that Canelo's told oh. us uh, he's passed the so point. So we in a we round back here talking to ourselves. It's uh, funny how Nessie Mute Skype, right please. Mute Skype, please. Thank you. He's outright said that. So, um, like the Andrade fight, I don't think we're ever getting <laughs> Mute that. Skype. Uh, and I don't think he should be goaded anymore. You know, you talk about the Laura fight. People told him he wouldn't fight Laura, wouldn't fight Trout, wouldn't fight Golovkin. He was a lot younger back then when those things happened. He fought all three, and, and it's always still somebody. So I think I think at this point he's not too concerned of people's opinion. So uh, I think he's going to do well what he pleases, man. But I, I'm honestly not interested in Bivol. Um, I personally want the title Cut it. Big Supermax, thank you for calling in. Uh, we're going to keep the lines moving. Uh, so listen, guys, uh, until the studio figures out uh, how to have blog talk, listen to Skype, you can't hear each other. Uh, so if you're not, if I didn't call you, please just try not to interrupt someone else's call. We got RNS1 on the Super Chat. He says, Ness. Fans don't show up to AJ fights because it's cheap. It's because they love him. They would pay more to see him. Cheap tickets is a weak argument. Listen, maybe you're right and uh, and I'm wrong, um, but I'm sure that AJ would love to make $19 million off a gate like Wilder Fury. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? If you can make it, you'd make it. You know, that, going, that last caller had a good point when he, when he said he – he wanted to see uh, Triple G and Canelo. I think certain fighters, you, you might one fighter fighter might be on the downside, but certain fighters when they get together, you know it's going to be a fight. And mm -hmm. honestly, like Ali and Frazier, their third fight it was supposed to be a blowout. Frazier was thought to be washed up, and they ended up having to throw a little Manila. Tommy Hearns was supposedly washed up when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard the second time. They had a great fight. Tommy Hearns knocked him down twice. So certain fighters when they get together. Something special is going to happen. And honestly, look, I think tri Triple G is on the downside. But if he fights Canelo, I think it's going to be a good fight. And there's going to be some exciting moments in that fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, there were some exciting moments in the Billy Joe Saunders fight as long as it lasted. I just look at what they've done since, you know, Triple G, Steve Rose. And then you go on, um, you know, you fight Steve Rose. You have a, a close controversial fight with Devryachenko. You struggle with your mandatory the first half of the fight you know, until you did get him out of there. You looked gassed. And, you know, it may be their third fight, but it'll be their first one at 168 pounds, which Canelo has been at comfortably now. So, you know, I just I, I just don't see it being, like I said, a tougher fight than Billy Joe was. I, I get, but that's kind of my point. Like people, a lot of people will feel like you, that Triple G would get just spanked. But you never know. That's why you have to fight the you fights. Don't. Now, that's yeah. not the first fight I would want to see Canelo fight, but... I think if they did fight, I think it 
could be a really good fight. I'm sure Michael Moore was the favorite going into the Foreman fight. People were counting Foreman out, you oh, know, saying he was he was overweight and and and, and, it, and he was old. Let me go to uh, Austin in Texas. What's up? That's funny. You think that's funny? A little bit. Austin V. You don't know my level. And you will see. Hobbs, New Mexico. Because I'm going to fuck out everybody. All y'all my kids, man. Huh. You want to see something special. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Viva Mexico, SDS Promotions. Austin on Skype, what up? Yeah. Mm. Leaving us hanging. Mm. All right. Going to the top, Big Fish JT. Are you available? Uh, Is that a yes? Sounds like a no. I know. Big Fish Vega, all these big fish. I can't wait for Earl Spence to fight, right? It's like a fucking movement here. Everybody's uh, changing their names around. Let the little fish go so that we can catch the big fish later. Mm -hmm. I'm the big dog at at the Welterweight Division. WBC and IBF Welterweight Champion of the World. At the end of the day, I'm a way better fighter than Chance Proper. TheBoxingBoys.com. Being Chance Proper on this side of the street. We cleaning our side of the street. Then we coming at the Crawford. 640 or 730, where we get one. Say something else. Say something else. Big Fish Vega. Big Fish Mafia. It ain't a movement. It's a lifestyle. Good morning, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. What's going on? Right on. Right. Shout out to Big Big Fish Mafia. Lot of love to SDS Promotions and uh, appreciate the gentlemen on the panel, uh, George and uh, Danny, I believe. Yep. Thank you, sir. Uh-oh. Oh, no. He appreciates us. Huh? And that was it. Back was to work. And hey, that call was for us. He appreciates us on the panel. <laughs> back, back to work, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and moving on, looks like we have Brandon in Houston. Now, where is that? I haven't, oh, here we go. Let's start with this. I'm a creative genius. SDS promotion. You don't want to get in the ring. And now, the most dangerous producer on YouTube, Brandon in Houston. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. This message was brought to you by SDS Promotions. SDS Promotions. Brandon, you guys making me look, but I'm about to fucking hang up on all of y'all right now. <laughs> can, can I bring up one thing while we're sure. call? So you know what's funny about boxing and how messed up it is? Like the one caller was arguing, arguing about, about who's a regular champion, who's the super champion. It's a, such a joke what boxing has done with all these belts, and we're arguing over who's the super champion, who's the regular champion. Look, I know it's not going to go back to what it was, but... um. 
it's a this is what boxing has created. Now we're arguing about who's the real champion when both guys have belts. Which one's the more legitimate belt? You know. So that's my little rant. So you there know, you go. Uh, I'm kind of glad that the WBA has been doing what's necessary to fix their mistakes and you know doing these right. tournaments, fighting each other and whatnot um, because it's definitely needed. Um, but then, of course, as they do that, here came the WBC with the franchise belt and, you know, all the One bullshit. step forward, two steps back, and Absolutely. still, yeah. So, yeah. Now, so, we got any more callers? Or? We have a shitload, but I don't know if they can hear me no. is the problem because there's no way that many people aren't. Uh, well, while, while we're figuring that out, tell, educate me on this show because I'm, I'm pretty new do callers make their own intros? Do you nah, guys make the intros? That's Brandon. That's okay. Brandon. That's Brandon makes yeah. the intros. Brandon works hard. Yeah. Brandon works he hard. Shout out to Brandon. He does. Brandon works hard. All right. Let me see here. We're going to get to these super chats then because we got a shitload of those too since. Uh... All right. Now they're saying they can hear me. So who's that? Who's that? All right. Well, then I'll go to Adrian. Are you available? You can hear me, but are you available? I need to know who's available and who who's going to talk because I've been going to people and they not talking and it's ruining the quality of the show. We're going to go to Jaime Nieto with another super chase. He says, since becoming champ at 160, Charlo hasn't fought one champion. Let that sink in. And that's true, man. Yeah. That's true. That's that's pretty weird, too, that, that they haven't put him with anybody. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. All right, well, it, it looks like we have a few people ready. Looks like uh, James Benitez. What's up? Not again. SDS promotion. Real hate, man. That's like an art form, man. You know, it's like you like a born a hater, you know, like myself. Man, you know, I really don't care about these food shit, man. I'm here to tell you right now. Who says just hurry up and just fight somebody and then we actually give a damn about? We don't care. Charlo with the little Instagram post or whatever with the signed signature. Man, there's no way in hell he signed up just to fight no Canelo, man. Hey, 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 hey. Two other knockdowns that Wilder been knocked, knocked down and the footage was scrubbed off the internet, man. We all know that, too. Winner the ninth annual Player Hater of the Year award is... James Benitez. Uh-oh. I know what's coming this time. I think I deserve that award, too, man. Yo, good morning, Ness. How you doing, man? Straight, straight. What's going on, brother? I'm doing well, man. It's cold so in I'm Alabama? Uh, nah, not today, man. Not today. I had no frost on my car this morning, man. Mm. So everything's all good, man. Nice. It is kind of <laughs> warming up everywhere, man. It's going to be 70 out here in Vegas today. Oh, man. See, see, see. We just coming out the 50s, man. So, you know, I know you don't miss the South anymore. You're a West Coast dude now all of a sudden, man. He's a Las Vegan. Las Vegan. Las <laughs> Vegan. Vegan. Yeah, man. Now on to the show, man. You talking about Char you really talking about Charlo being in the same ring with Canelo again, right? Ah, oh, man. You know how I feel about that, man. I mean, um, he has unfinished ambitions that he should have had with uh, Jacobs years ago, man. And um, people trying to downplay uh, Rocky Fielding. Rocky Fielding beat Jacobs' opponent that's coming up this weekend, John Ryder, mm. which is somebody who I'm not even sure that Charlo will actually beat. You know, so is is Rocky feeling really um, a cape, a walk in the park, or is just Canelo just really that elite of a fighter? I think Canelo really is just the goods, man. And it's just sad, man, that you really act like that. You ain't know who Morrell was, man. You know, after you watch that performance, man, how you beat your boy, man. 
you just got to – you really got to own it, man. Morel up next. He already ranked one, the top five in 168 division, man. He's really coming for everybody's heads. I mean – Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that guy? You know who that guy is, man. You just in <laughs> denial, man. You saw that shit, man, that massacre. Uh, but besides that, man, Charlo wouldn't beat Morel. I'm not sure David Benavidez beat Morel, even though, you know, you was just housing him in San Diego and shit like that. But I don't think he gets through Morel either. And um, honestly, man, how you feel about uh, Plant Charlo, man? Because that's the fight he really need to do, man, instead of goddamn wishing on a star trying to fight Canelo. And that's my call, man. I would love Plant Charlo, yes. man. I would love, and that would be a beautiful, like if, if in a perfect world, Canelo fights Golovkin, Plant Charlo happens, Charlo would need the win to get that Canelo yeah. fight, yes. but it would build that fight. You know, and then, of course, just how everyone did this past weekend with Keith Thurman's performance over Barrios. Comparison. It's going to be the comparison. Okay, Always. how did Charlo do compared to how Canelo did against mm -hmm. Caleb Plant? So, you know, there's always going to be that. That's exactly what's needed, though. But we got Creamer, something that I refuse to use any longer. Uh, he's saying, I'm canceling the zone. I've kept Ooh. them afloat during the pandemic and never canceled their prescription. <laughs> now they want to charge pay-per-view? If no discount, then deuces. Chucking the deuces at him. Mr. Stilia 10 in Baltimore says, everybody got a plan until they in that situation. Best believe everybody who's saying fight somebody instead of waiting for your Canelo would wait for Canelo if exactly. they were in that same situation. Mm -hmm. Stop the BS. Yeah, it's because it's so much money. Yes, it's so much it's money, big, you know. It's business, it's money. Yes, I'm going to wait. If, if I have a chance to fight Canelo, I'm not doing anything mm -hmm. until they say you are not fighting Canelo. Then I'll move on. Let me go out to uh, Wisconsin to our good friend, Mr. Rowan. I'm good. I beat Polly. I left with his belt and his girl. It's a dollar beat. Hey, Pop. Watch my hair one time. And I know all about this. All that soft talk. I know you can do it, man. You got to. You got to. Let's shut that soft ass shit up. Joe, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. Good morning to the panel, Danny, and uh, and uh, what's your name again? I'm sorry, George. George. George that's why. Right. I should know that. I gotta go meet with George. Uh, but uh, nah. Um, as far as what Canelo wants to do, I mean, I'm not too upset with that plan. I I'm not upset with the third Triple G fight. I thought uh Triple G won the first one. I honestly thought the second one could have been a tie, but I wasn't super pissed that Canelo uh, edged it out. Um, so I'd like to see the end of that trilogy just because uh, Triple G in the modern era of Canelo seems to be the only fighter who's not afraid of him um, as far as banging it out with him and has proven that uh, he's not going to be put down and put away yet. So I think that's actually a good fight for the fans visually to watch. It would be exciting um, to see. Um, I'm with the last caller, like, yeah, Charlo Plant. And if uh, Charlo beats Plant, that's a good setup mm -hmm. to fight Canelo. And then if he wants to go up and and beat Bivol and, uh, you know, get the other guy doing the lifting in, division, in the division at 175, go for it. Um, as far as all these pay-per-views and DAZN going to that model, come on, we've seen this coming. Of I course, mean, PBC, yes. PBC used to be free, man. Come on. 
I used to watch Keith and Danny for free on Fox or was that Fox or what? I can't CBS. remember what network they were. CBS. CBS. Mm-hmm. One, one of them networks, right? I got to watch that shit for free, you know, when they was coming up with it. But the model always changes. These guys get paid X amount of money. It's just a business thing and it's exactly. a numbers thing. And I'm starting to realize that that's all it really is. It's nothing personal against us, the fans. But I didn't buy Thurman Barrios because I wasn't going to spend $75 to see that. You took a stand? I, and watched the, um, I watched Bam. I watched the DAZN card because mm. I got DAZN. And uh, like you, George, I heard you saying it earlier. I still pay the monthly. I'm stupid, though. I should just pay the yearly because it's one of those subscriptions <laughs> that just comes out of my account that I don't pay attention <laughs> right. to. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Just like my ESPN Plus, when I want to watch boxing on those things, I already know I pay for them. Um, but, yeah, the whole going to go pay-per-view, yeah, I'm not happy about it, but I would have paid for a good Canelo fight before anyways. Um, it, just, it just irritates me that I'm paying Hate to cut you, champ. I got a couple of counter punches. And we got Raiz Alim scheduled to be in studio at 8.30 a.m. He's in that uh, Stephen Fulton, Brandon Figueroa, 122-pound division. It's been heating up, and he wants his shot. We're going to go out to J-Mac on the counter punch. You say you the big fist, I'm looking for you. Give me a spin, get his tail out of his butt, and he'll fight you. You are watching a master at work. Oh, shit, that's a sister. 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 Oh, shit, don't like what I said, nigga. Do something fucking bad. No, no, no. The best no. Give me the towel. Give me the towel. SDS promotion. Get ready for the attack. Yo, Yo, what's up? I signed on my new Bluetooth. Straight. All right. Hey, shout out to SDS promotions. Um, definitely got the hottest intro. I was the last. I won an intro last year, too. Um, so shout out to SDS. Um, the guy who said you ain't got to respond, you can deal with it afterwards. I will wait for Canelo too. Um, I don't want ever hear you call out a fighter and say who he should be fighting and what have you. If you giving that advice and where you detrimental to the sport, because Canelo, what he does is hold up the division and everybody wait on a Willie Wonka ticket. And then the guys that we critique, um, critique about who they fighting, they get they get a lot of salt by you guys that sit on here. Nesta Gears mainly on Andrade and what have you and say they wait around on that payday. Make up your mind which one it is. Canelo didn't avoid the guys from multiple weight classes because he chose to go about how he wants to do things. So you can't get mad at the at what he gets in return. He had ducked guys like Andrade and Charlo since 154. Triple G has stuck stayed stuck at 160. Let's, let's add them counter punches. I'm gonna keep going till I stop. He just, um, he just, um, Triple G just sat at 160 the whole time and did nothing but got a Canelo fight. And y'all want a third fight? And you're still saying what Andrade did, but saying we gonna give Rocking um, Fielding more credit when Andrade has accomplished way more in the sport than a Rocking Fielding? Now you just gave a heartfelt speech about what we talk about Rocking Fielding, but you shit on Andrade all the time. 
and he's way more accomplished. And he's been in around Canelo weight class in multiple. It looked like he's about to be on his third. Now, as much as I discredit Charlo and know that Canelo avoided him on multiple occasions because he did avoid him with the WBC franchise when he chose not to fight his mandatory. So that did happen. That's a fact. Charlo and Triple they need to go sit on their hands because that's all they want to do anyway. They ain't trying to fight nobody. Charlo got nothing but champions to fight, and he's still not doing it. He wants to wait on the ticket. G doing the same thing, but y'all want to see a third fight with Triple G. Triple G ain't did shit since the Canelo fight, but he deserves the third one. And we can argue what he did before that in that lightweighted-ass weight class that he's still fighting in. On to the next one, Andrade. I don't see why we can't get a Canelo and Andrade fight. Canelo don't need nobody to sell no fight for him. He the cash cow. He makes the money. He brings the money and what have you. But you guys will sit around here and argue these narratives and change it up per fighter because you're the problem. Boxing is the only sport where fans are so fickle to where the best don't fight the best. And when the best are proven to be the best because they got belts in place to do it, whether whatever belt you wanted to be, WBA fake belt, WBA real belt, I don't give a shit. It's the belt. And they can fight each other. You sit around and make excuses and start acting on that person and say what he did or what he did not. I don't. I mean, boxing don't make no sense to me. None of you guys are competitively impelled to sit up here and actually make the guy a fight that he should continue fight and be the best, which he gets credit for when we already know who he fight. He handpicks his opponents. That's why he gets so much credit. That's why he gets attacked for all the great things he has accomplished in the sport. He's the only cash cow, in, out from my understanding of boxing, that can actually just pick his fights and get away with him and still want y'all still want the praise and make all his money. Bud, you said Ness, Bud ain't doing shit. Bud just put out on, a, on his Facebook Live that he getting in the gym training for somebody. Just because you're not privy to the information, don't sit up here and say the man's career is over or he not doing nothing. And another thing else I wanted to cook on, I forgot it. The topic, I don't really give a shit about the topic. Y'all know where I stand with it. I don't care who Canelo fight for his Bibble, Benavidez, or Andrade. That's my three fights. I got Bibble beating him. I got Benavidez knocking Canelo the fuck out. And I got Andrade beating him like I been knew he could beat him since 154. That's my call. Tell me what I owe you. That, that's three, my friend. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this, right? So Andre does get credit. He beat uh, Jack Coolclay, I believe, on uh, what? In like some country? for What was it? In Germany, on okay. split decision. Obviously, that's Coke's, uh stomping grounds. Um, my only thing is like, is Andrade accomplished? Absolutely. But, but is he more accomplished than I, than, than than Rocky Fielder? I, I don't even know that he is. Like, I mean, your best win at 160 was who? Liam Williams, who just got beaten a lot worse by Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. It's 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 no. Uh, his best win is Alantes Fox because they giving credit to Morel for that one. I I I'll agree with what he said. But he said he said a lot. Boxing doesn't make sense. But listen, you have to be realistic here. Of course. As fans, you won't want the best to fight the best, but it's a business. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I, I, look. Yeah, my, that's my, like it, he said, oh, Canelo's the draw. It don't matter who he fights. Right, Get but, the fuck out But listen, if, if, if I'm with a fighter and I know that, that you might fight Canelo, I'm not letting you fight anyone else until until someone says you are not fighting. You mean, because it's a you business. mean if you're a manager. If you're, if you're a manager. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. It's, a, it's a business. So... You can, you That's can have exactly your opinion, why, but it is a business. Listen to me. This is exactly why plant 
and Benavidez never happened. Right. Because those were two Canelo options, and Louis DeCubis ain't stupid. Like, why would I put both of them against each other when I could get two Canelo percentage checks? Absolutely. Look, last I checked, a business is made to make money. Mm-hmm. And boxing is a business. And mm-hmm. they want to make money. These fighters want to make money. And tell Canelo that he's Canelo so he could draw with whoever. And he's going to point to Liam Smith. You know, he's going to point to whoever he did the least amount of tickets with. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, And I get it. That's a disgruntled fan right. wanting the right. best from it. boxing. But it's unrealistic right. to ask... Uh, cash cow to say hey forget about the, the the money forget about the ticket sales just fight someone like that that'll never happen right. fellas right but uh i'm gonna just double down on andre being technically being more accomplished than rocky fielding because he did win two world titles he won a wbo vacant versus brian rhodes right didn't he be brian rhodes i think so on HBO many, many moons ago for yeah. a WBO 54-pound title. That was a while ago. You know, and then he won it again at 60. So he's more accomplished than Fielding because he's won two titles. But uh, their resumes are arguably right there, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and when he said Canelo gets to pick, that's why he, you know, he gets criticized. Well, Charlo's picking, and so is Liam Williams. Excuse, so, so is Andre. Andre Andre won the uh, vacant title against Vaness. Oh, there you go. His first defense was Brian Rose. Another vacant title. But the point is, these guys are picking too. You telling me Andre didn't choose the fight? Right. Walter, whatever, and and Akakov, whoever, and Selecki and Keeler, like these fights are on paper. He right. he fought them. He chose to fight them. No, absolutely. You know, right now it's just Canelo. Canelo is a very unique situation in the sense that. Yo, he's a cash cow. He decides who he fights. Mm-hmm. But come on, as of late, can you really complain about who he's fought? I mean, Callum Smith, Yildirim, who you and I were in Miami years ago with Yildirim, and he was, at that time, Benavides is number one. So it, it's like, come on, bro. Like, goes on, fights Billy Joe, then Caleb Plant. Like, the you can't really complain about the guy's resume, especially as of late. Can you complain about Boo Boo's uh, resume as of late? You, you definitely can. You get what I'm saying. Let me but get to this counterpunch. J Mac can't hold himself. He's ready to get at somebody. What up? HBO man, Ness and Doomy sound. <laughs> hey, look, y'all sit up there and say about Andrade, and, and let me cook again. Y'all sit up here and say about Andrade, but Ness, you didn't have the matchmaker and the hitter on your show, and they both say Andrade is the most avoided fighter in their opinion, the guys who actually is behind the scenes trying to make the fights happen. So you keep choosing to ignore and keep picking at his resume, but you bring up ticket sales and worrying about money, Canelo don't have to worry about that because Canelo is going to sell out regardless of who you fight, and it's already been proven. So you can't sit up there and say about who he needs to pick. He needs to be fighting the best, actually, because he's proven to sell – against anybody so why not fight the guys that's been around your weight class multiple years that people have say you have avoided y'all give him excuses and all these lullabies and excuses and passes for what he hasn't done when he got multiple names that he could have been dead for something else something said oh well unless you already answered that i don't see how you so much um chicago man doing me sounding like oh boxing fanatic when you came to cypher one guy who fight rock and feeling and had whatever belt he had, and Ness keep pouring out vacant, but they still are titles that he have won. 
and it was in two-weight class. That makes him more accomplished. See, when you get a championship and you win a belt, that's an accolade that you can stack. Like y'all brought up earlier, did somebody recognize him as a champion in two-weight class at 154 and at 160? That's the WBO. So you can't dispute that. I don't even remember the belt Rocky Fielding had or whatever belt he got from Canelo. Canelo got from him. But how are we going to sit up and argue that accolade? Now you want to go to resume. Okay, Rocky Fielding don't have a problem getting avoided because people go in there and will fight him. Andrade, on the hand, is being avoided. You don't have a matchmaker and you don't have a promoter come on here and tell you a guy can't get a fight and y'all and guess who's been involved in the longest? Oh, Canelo. It's been seven years. Canelo had the chance to fight him at 154. Guess what he chose to do? When Andrade, Andrade got stripped and fought Liam Smith, if it wasn't for the bacon, it was after Liam Smith got the bacon somehow. I don't remember. It was so long ago, but that's just how long ago he ducked it. That's all I got. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you, you, you Canelo haters, uh, you're living in the past. You know, um, and it's unfortunate because boxing's moved on, you know, and you're talking about accolades. That's what Canelo's stacking. You're talking about two measly accolades that that, that Andre has accomplished throughout an entire career, okay? He's 30-something years old, and he's a two-division champ, and one of those are with a vacant title. Like, you could come in and waste all the money you want on counterpunches, but it ain't going to help his resume, and he ain't going to get the fight. Yeah. He ain't fought nobody. It's just that simple, you know? And Charlo ain't fighting nobody either. The fact that you're saying Canelo is picking, who the fuck chose to fight Dervianchenko off of two back-to-back -back losses? Was that Canelo? Because I could have sworn Canelo offered him 5.5 before he ever lost to Gennady. It's different, man. It's different on that side of the street. On y'all side, y'all got to make excuses for your fighters, man. I'd rather just fuck with the dude that's out here really beating people, you know? It's crazy. It's like, oh, you know, uh, this dude, he beat Alantes Fox, man. That's your boy. So Morel's a world beater because he beat Alantes Fox. And before people get in the comments uh, trying to go in on you, uh, Charlo did not fight Devryachenko, uh back uh, back to back losses. No, no, no. I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. No, he uh, he lost to Jacobs and 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 Gennady. But he fought Jack Coke in between and and got that win. But you know, just just because you know it's coming in the comments. No, know? and at least Jack Coke is a decent fighter. I ain't on front. He, you know, he's he's gone to decisions with multiple named fighters. Um, I got Juan Diaz that says Nello breaks off Bivol next, then becomes undisputed at 175. Uh, next May, two-time undisputed. I can see that happening. You know, I can't see Andre doing that. You know what I mean? I would, I, I wouldn't bet. I would say that the odds of Andre becoming undisputed or two-time undisputed by next year is not happening. Probably a million to one. It's not happening. OJ22, to say GGG is like fighting Billy is crazy. What? To say GGG is like fighting Billy is crazy? Because I said that, uh, to me, a third Canelo Triple G fight would be like Canelo Billy Joe. You mm. know, I just think Triple G's past his prime. You know, boxing is uh, what have you done for me lately. 
And I feel like uh, it's night and day with Canelo and Triple G as far as how they've looked in the ring, you know. Um, we haven't seen much of Gennady, but, um, you know, I thought he lost the Devryachenko fight, and I thought he looked very... So you think Billy Joe beats Gennady? No, I don't. No, I don't, but what I'm saying is, because Styles make fights as far as Canelo fighting Gennady a third time here in September when the first one was... What five years ago? Mm -hmm. I just and and Canelo's now been the natural 168 pounder. It would be Gennady's first fight at 168. Man, I just don't see it. You know, to me, the last time we saw Gennady, he just looked very gassed and tired. He didn't look like the Gennady we saw against Rosado and Willie Monroe, and you know when he was just knocking everybody out. Like he hasn't looked like that in quite some time. So. I think Canelo has only improved, and I think he'd go in there and have uh, a stoppage, you know, a similar to what he had against Billy Joe, you know, mid mid round stoppage. But I still think, <clears throat> excuse me, that Triple G. I agree with you about Triple G, but I still think if you get those two in the ring, that that Triple G would would rise up, and I don't necessarily think he would win the fight, but I don't think it would be a blowout. No, I mean, people didn't think. Uh, the the Billy Joe fight was a blowout. Obviously, he stopped him in the fashion that he did, but a lot of people had Billy Joe up in that fight. You know, he definitely had his moments, and um, I think Gennady would have his moments until you know the night is cut short. That you know, in my opinion, and that's why they step in there. That's why they step in there, and uh, you know, if it happens, you know, so be it. You know, like I said, people. I people need to. I feel like the the weight difference would be huge. You know, Canelo is now the natural 168 pound fighter. It's different. You know, we saw him move up. Um, it was what 154 and a half, or 164 and a half with Chavez Jr. He wasn't able to get him out of there, but that was a 10 and a half pound jump for Canelo. So moving up in weight for the first time in your career, um, I think will have an effect on Gennady. Should that third fight happen? Yeah, I, I, I don't you know, disagree. But, Can, I mean, Canelo's done it. He's proven at one sixty-eight. You know, and 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 that's why they step in there. You're never gonna know. You're never gonna know. You, nobody knew on June first, two thousand and nineteen, that Andy Ruiz would go in exactly. there and just spark to fight Anthony fights. Joshua. Right. So Word. that's why they step in there. Right. You know, that's the beautiful thing about the fight game, and that's why you know, but. That's just my opinion. You know, well, thing. I wasn't done with that super chat because uh, he okay. had a little bit more left to it. But go ahead, George. I don't want you to lose. Well, your you just said the, the the beauty of the game. It, it is. There, there's a lot of aspects that, of it that are beautiful. Like when Isaac Cruz fought Tank, mm -hmm. uh, no one knew who Isaac Cruz was. Now he's a little <clears throat> and, star. Now. And and he right. He he. By the way, I saw him on one of the Fight Stars live cards. Yep. And he looks like he's at 168 now, mm. or or maybe 175. He's put. He's. He's, he enjoy he's, he's enjoying himself now. Mm -mm. He's enjoying himself now. But that's the beautiful thing about the sport, that a guy can overnight make a name for himself and make some money. Now Isaac Cruz is, could be in the mix with all those lightweights. Yeah, no, we just... I mean, he's kind of been in the mix in the media. But now he's really, like, yeah. now that he proved it against Tank. He hasn't gotten that shot shot that mm -hmm. yet, though. No, absolutely. And we were just in here talking about it... Uh, with Bill Haney, we had Bill Haney last week, and we were just talking about that and how Isaac Cruz has definitely threw his name into the hat. Look, as far as Canelo goes, there's big money anywhere he any anywhere he goes. 
There is big money. I think that the biggest money, despite this new uh, DAZN and Matchroom offer, mm -hmm. I think the big the biggest money is still with Charlo. Charlo. You know, because I don't foresee DAZN coming out with a seventy five dollar um, paper. Well, they don't have the marketing plan. You know, so so with Showtime, it's it was just proven there was a lot of questions. How many pay per views is Canelo gonna do? And eight hundred thousand was was a total success. Uh, Ness and I were there mm. at the fight. You know, it was a sellout. Anywhere Canelo goes is gonna sell out. You know, we were just discussing a Charlo fight. Some places more than others, though. That's what J J Mac is in understanding. Like, yes, Canelo's gonna sell, but depending on the fighter. It'll sell more. Depending on the place, it'll do better. No, absolutely. And 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 to me, it's like a, a fight, you know, he goes to Texas where you have real fight fans, such as LA and New York. You can do a stadium fight. Mm -hmm. You know, in Vegas, it's a lot harder. The ticket's a lot higher. Vegas is more of not so much a fight town. People come here for the fights, but you don't have your locals. But, you know, obviously stadium fights, it's it's the same thing. You know, um, did a 16,000-person gate against Caleb Plant do more financially than a 73,000-person gate against Billy Joe and AT&T? You know, you know, things like that. Obviously, the bigger the venue, the cheaper the tickets are going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a fight with Charlo, you take it to Dallas, which is right up the road from Houston. Um Canelo's been proven out mm -hmm. there. He just did 73,126 in Arlington. You take it there. Um, Charlo's going to bring his people from Houston. They're going to show up like they've never showed up, you know. And I was just uh, saying earlier how, you know, when, when they fight out there, they're not sellouts. But the people still show out, and that's against lower-level opposition. You know, a fight, the fight of your life in a Canelo Alvarez, you know, I'm sure you'll have 10,000-plus make the trip from Houston to Dallas along with the fans that Canelo bring out. You're talking 80,000 people. Uh, 80, for Charlo. 85,000 for Canelo Charlo at AT&T Stadium. Abs Hopefully. Absolutely. Hopefully. This stadium let me let Vegas, me finish up his super chat. Uh, he says GGG at forty is still better than a prime Billy. GGG pass his best, but their styles mesh well. Go ahead, George. Well, I was just saying, you know, coming over to the studio this morning, I passed the the stadium. What's the stadium called? Out Allegiant. There? Have they talked about having a fight there? Uh, Wilder Fury was rumored to be there in the early beginning, but you know the pandemic was still. Right. Kind of in there. Right. Let me go to Coach Myers in Connecticut on Skype. Coach Myers, what is up? Coach Myers. No Coach Myers. Let's see what's going on. We got J-Mag with another counter punch in the meantime. Coach Myers, let us know where you are. And it looks like Raiz Alim should be here shortly. J-Mac attack. Yo. Yep, we hear you. Hey, um, what was it? Uh, oh, we're talking. Damn, man. Some of you guys should have been managers, analysts, accountants. Y'all not boxing fans. I keep hearing business, business, business. And Canelo, nobody needs to argue a point for Canelo. Canelo is paid. He will be able to live and feed his family for the rest of his life. All this number shit, it's about the best fighting the best. Y'all sitting up here crunching numbers and what have you. 
to argue a point of what sells more when it's clearly not the best. I don't. They should change boxing to business. I agree with you a hundred percent. Hundred percent. You don't get to. You don't get to cut me off. You agree with me after the call. Hey, they should change boxing to business talk because it's it's more business going on than boxing. Actually, the the best don't fight the best in football, basketball, baseball. We get the best playing in the best. Boxing is the only sport where y'all get on here and change the narrative. What makes more business sense? You guys are not boxing fans. Y'all managers, accountants. I mean, you know, you're gonna we're, feel we're, that we're real, way. We're realists, though, because yes, I mean, you know, that's what we are. have to be a realist. That's, that's what we if you're are. A fan, you know, you know what I mean? it's about. Listen, we could, if we could have this discussion, just talk about what are the best fights. It's a different conversation, but business is a part of it. It just is. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Without business, you have nothing. You might get the fights, but obviously, you know, that that era was done as far as the, the the Floyd paved the way for these fighters to get paid what they deserve to get paid. So once you start touching that money, you're not going to go backwards. You you know, you have to maintain your lifestyle. You have to, you know, honestly put some respect on what it is, what it is that you do if if Canelo Canelo has took pay cuts before. He just took one last year in in He took one versus Cotto. That's insane. The, I think it was like a 15 10 or 15 million dollar uh difference on that one. You get what I'm saying? Like I know Canelo was 5. I want to say Cotto Cotto had the 15, but just did it last year because he knew, you know, I right, cool, I have to defend my belt against Shieldrum. You know, that was in the contract when the WBC allowed for it to be fought in the Callum Smith fight. Took the pick up there, but he knew bigger things were coming. He knew a potential unification with Billy Joe or Caleb Plant was coming. So, you know, it is business because in a perfect world, bro, we would get we would have had the Charlo fight at fifty four. But when you have promoters that don't do business with each other, mm-hmm. when you have networks that don't do business right. with each other, like and Canelo on. just got in this situation. People act like he was in the driver's seat, like 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 Golden Boy didn't have an invested interest. Like no, like we didn't get every single ounce of paperwork and evidence that Golden Boy's revenue was ninety percent Canelo. Mm-hmm. So why would they let him fight certain fights or do certain things? And 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 at the end of the day, it's still the uh, fighter's decision, but if, if if your team is advising you, you're going to pay attention because you don't want to lose your position. But I got Coach Myers in Connecticut available. What's up? On Skype, Coach. One time. Man, Coach Myers. He said he was there. All right, in the meantime, I'm going to read this super chat from Fred... Robinson, shout out to Fred. Let's go ahead and drop a bomb for my man Fred. He's just coming through all day. Where's the bombs? I don't know. Where's the bomb? There we go. Boom. All right. Texan Coach Myers asking where you are. In the meantime, we got Fred with the super chat who says... If I'm the zone president, I'm pushing a three belt unification at 160. Then I have leverage to force Charlo on the zone for undisputed. But it seems like GGG is protected. Absolutely right. You got GGG with the IBF. You got Murata with the WBA. You got Andre with the WBO. Put those guys in the fight. But GGG is protected. Why? Because it's a business. And this business 
understands that Gennady and Canelo is the big business. So why would I put Gennady in a fight where he can lose to Andre? So then I turn around and have Andre Canelo, which isn't going to do as well commercially for my business. But so boxing fans don't get it. Let right. me let me ask you this, uh, because obviously that'd be a unification in Andre and Triple G. But do you foresee? Um, do you then foresee the Murata fight not happening for Triple G? Because that's also a unification fight. No, no, no. But he can he can unify with Murata and then unify with with, with Andre and force Charlo to the zone. Mm. You want to be undisputed? Come on over. Come on down. Remember that show game? Mm -hmm. Video, uh, what it was, it was a, a game show. Mm -hmm. Brad Savage, again, I'm trying Coach Myers. Are you there? Are you with me? Are you with me? Let me double check this. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. What's going on, brother? Damn. It's hard to get a hold of you, huh, Ness? Bro, we've been trying you. <laughs> I, wait till you hear the playback. We've yeah, said your name times. 20 times over no, here. No, because I was on blog talk, and blog talk, you can't hear nothing but y'all. So I didn't know what was going on during Skype. I couldn't get on there, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. But uh, how y'all been, man? Oh, Back man, in Vegas, I see. Back in Vegas, brother. I tried to get with you, man. I thought we was going to do breakfast. Ah, you wasn't going to get with me. Ness, I invited you to tailgate the Pro Bowl. How I'm a Pro Bowl ticket. How I'm a tailgate. Like you know I had to be in the studio. I could do breakfast. That's what I I hit you bright and early. Pro Bowl, Ness. Bro, I don't I do football. But it's a Pro Bowl. I have Pro Bowl tickets, man. What you mean? Uh, yeah, but that's yeah, like yeah, hold up for the show. That's like that's <laughs> like having RuPaul tickets to me. Like I don't know <laughs> nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yo, you hear Ness? He turned down Pro Bowl tickets. <laughs> I respect your grind, though. I respect your grind. Yeah, I was now. in studio. I was just trying yeah, to get with you in the morning so I could go back to uh, working. You know? Yeah, we got up early tailgate because the Pro Bowl started at twelve. You know. Vegas is, is early time. Yeah, so. we, we were on our way to the studio. Other people were making their way to the game. So I was telling us, yeah. I was like, we should uh, move the Sunday show up, you know, to not interfere with the Super Bowl. He's, <laughs> but I've never done that. I've always <laughs> yeah. just done the show, yeah, even he, though he, the Super yeah, Bowl is there. he's just straight boxing. He don't care what's yeah. going on. It could be the election. He's still going to do a boxing show. Word. But uh, keep it going, man. But that's my call. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for the support, man. I wish we would have got together, man. I was, uh, and I was out here alone. I don't think my lady came with me that uh, when I was just here. Uh, who's next up on the super chat? Looking like we got Brad Savage. Damn, y'all must have forgot Canelo not fighting Mexicans. Clown emoji. I doubt that's true, man. Honestly, I really, really do doubt that's true. I think that's just. Um, you know, propaganda to find another way to hate on him. He's already fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And uh, with the shit that Benavidez is talking, I'm sure it'll come a time for Canelo to, uh, you know, shut his mouth. You know, and of course, that's also a, a fight that the fans um, want. Want, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Benavidez, a very fan-friendly style. Mm -hmm. He's known for those, you know, high punch uh, number combinations and a huge size advantage over Canelo. You so. mean high output and combination punching. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see him with the 8-10 punch combination. So that's a fight that a lot of people feel uh, Canelo could lose to Benavidez. You know, a huge size difference. So um, I do believe that we will see Canelo in there with the Mexican-American and David Benavidez. Yeah, I love Bitcoin Benavidez. at 45000 Let's go, Bitcoin. You can do it. 
No? Nobody's Bitcoin fans? Jaime Nieto with another one. He says, I got plant beating Canelo. Excuse me. I got plant beating Charlo. Can't see Charlo knocking out plant. And I see plant outboxing him. Charlo couldn't KO Montiel. No way he knocks out plant. What's your guys' thought? I didn't think Plant would get knocked out by Canelo, so I'm a bit biased here. I did see him get knocked out, so now I don't. I need to actually see him back. Like, is he still the Plant of before, or did Canelo take something from him? You know, we'll have to wait and see. But mm-hmm. stylistically, you know, um, I like the fight. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a chess match fight. Um, I think that it'd be an entertaining and close fight. You know, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, we haven't seen Charlo since the Montiel fight last summer, and. We, you know, horrible fighter. <laughs> Charlo Montiel. Uh, I don't know. That was Canelo. <laughs> oh, maybe, man. maybe he watched the Montiel fight. Oh. We have to see. You know, did did, did Canelo uh, do so much damage to Plant that Plant won't be the same? I mean, it was a close fight. He took some some damage at the end, but yeah, I want to look. That's a fight I want to see. I want to see Plant and Charlo fight. That's a that's a good fight. I like that fight. That's a good fight. But it ain't going to happen because they're going to keep Charlo undefeated to get that Canelo shot. Why? Because All it's a business. Who tell me what I can't do and blah, 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 bullshit. A lot of you live believable lives. Charlo needs to try to accomplish believable things. Try to try to accomplish unbelievable things, you know, step up. Because you got definitely Plant on Charlo's neck with this fight. Like, yo, since you said it indirectly, I'm saying it, let's make it happen, end of the year. So it still does give um, Charlo the opportunity to fight Canelo, though, because Plant wants it, end of the year. You can fight Canelo Cinco de Mayo, win or lose. I still want Plant Canelo. I mean, Plant Charlo, right? You right. guys still want that? 100%. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that, to me, like I said, it'd be a close set. Chess match type of fight. I was there when um, they ran into each other after the weigh-in uh, for Canelo Plant. And, you know, Charlo walked up to Plant, told him, you know, handle business. I'm rooting for you, but, you know, mm-hmm. I got you on the list. So, yeah. you know, to me, the, whenever it happens, whether Charlo fights Canelo first in May and then, you know, where to fight Plant towards the end of the year, however it worked out, um, that'd be a fight I'd totally be, mm-hmm. you know, be be all four so me too looks like we got uh fred robinson with another one you want payday i know that shout out to you champ we appreciate you every scenario involves charlo dropping a title to fight for no title what's really going on (laughs) yeah i don't know man i don't know i don't know but we got another one from jaime nieto shout out to you man you guys are really uh Coming through today. Let me go ahead and ring the alarm. I got Plant beating Charlo. Can't see Charlo knocking out Plant. And I see, I read that already. The fuck? Hey, we got James Benitez. This says, Ness, let's talk about, let's talk this, what happened to Charlo. Ness, let's talk this, what happened to Charlo, energy to Jacobs. Oh, okay. I had to decipher that. But he's talking, you know, when when Jacobs ran down on Charlo in Barclay Center, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He was kind of like, mm, you know, wanting some of that Charlo energy. But then he started talking money. He said, you know, you ain't seeing no M's. Um, but he goes on to say, see if that fight would have ever happened. Charlo may have already fought King Nello. Very true. Uh, that fight would have put him on the map without a doubt. Absolutely. 
you know. I still uh, want that fight for for, for him. Man. Well, we have to see how Danny looks this weekend. A lot of people are picking John Ryder. Um, you know, I guess we'll wait and see what you know what occurs. But all these fights, you know, people earlier were saying we need to stop talking about it's a business and we're not fans because we are fans. We understand that it's a business, mm -hmm. and we understand the reality of boxing and knowing that a lot of the times, more often than not, the fights we want to see are not the fights we get because of promotional issues, right. because of TV deal issues. It's the reality of being a boxing fan, and we may not like it, but at the end of the day, we'll embrace it in the sense of, Let's be let's be real. Let's be realistic and understanding what it is that can and cannot happen yeah. in the sport. I agree with that caller that business can business ruins boxing sometimes. You know what yeah. else I liked? I think he called you Chicago guy and me HBO guy. Like <laughs> I, I don't like okay, I'll be I'll be HBO guy. Yo, I just don't understand cuz he said a couple I don't think I look like Doomy. I know. James Benitez says, since the guys were not on yesterday, do they buy the BS with Boots? Does Boots really undispute four divisions? I call Major Cap. Sean is right about Boots. Boots emoji. So uh, I guess he means since you were not on because right. you were on, right? Not yet. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did that from home. So. Uh, Sean Porter called Boots overrated. That's they up. say it's out of context, but yeah. what do you guys think? I think maybe overrated was the wrong word. Maybe maybe he should have used a different word because, look, I, I love Boots too, but the fact is he has not been in against a champion. He hasn't won any belts yet. So under, you know, overrated may have been the wrong word that Sean used, but uh, I see we have someone here. Yeah, we have Ray Salim in the building, so it looks like uh, you can come join us, my friend. If you're ready, we're ready for you. Just watch your head there. So uh, uh, let's ask you, do you live in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, Vegas oh, is home. Turn his mic on. Thank you. Oh, Vegas is home. Good. Oh, you look wide awake, though. So you're an early Man. morning guy or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm an early bird. Oh, good, good. I, I was a little afraid we had to wake you up and get you out of bed, man. Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. So you're looking pretty slim and in shape, man. Are you uh, Are you staying active? Are you running? What are you doing? I'm staying active. Um... I, uh, I struggled to make weight my last mm. fight. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was crazy. So uh, I've been meeting with a dietitian, and uh, the goal is to get to where I need to be a lot sooner than later. Okay. You're going to stay at 122? Yeah, yeah. Um, If I struggle to make weight like I did last time, I'll be forced to move up because I just can't put myself in that position. Right. But uh, the goal is to stay at 122 and win the title there. And is there a plan? Obviously, there's two people you know, with some decent names on the PBC side of things, Brandon Figueroa and Stephen Fulton, they faced each other. Is the plan to maybe get you in with one of them? That's the goal. You know, that that that's uh, that was my plan, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't heard anything. I'm waiting to uh, get that call any day now to uh, know for sure. So I do want that Fulton fight. Hopefully it comes in April or May. Now, I see Fulton. I'm sorry, you had something? Yeah, no, I was obviously going to say, you know, obviously the last time we saw you Thanksgiving weekend, uh, right up the street at the Park MGM, you know, on the card of Fulton and Figueroa. Just wanted your thoughts on, you know, how that fight played out. Very exciting fight, a very close fight. Um, you know, Fulton edging it out, but just your thoughts on as a fan and obviously as a potential, um, you know, as a potential, right, potential foe or opponent. 
Well, uh, it was a great fight. Uh, in, in my opinion, uh, I think Figueroa won that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he kind of dictated it, but I, I just feel like he won that fight. But Fulton impresses me. He's a, he's a great fighter. He is a champ. He is the champ. Uh, he's the man to beat in the division, and I want that shot at him. But it, it was a great fight. I, you know, I think Figueroa got robbed, but uh, that's just my opinion. Now, based off that performance, is there anything you see that you can capitalize on? Something that you've seen that you're like, man, that would have been me. Well, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm I'm cleaner than Figueroa, but uh, Fulton was right there. You know, uh, Figueroa imposes his will on you, you know, so especially in the championship rounds, you know, the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, 11th, 12th, Fulton was right there, you know, and uh, he had no give. So uh, my endurance and stamina has to be 100%. And uh, I, I, I'm just sharper and cleaner than Figueroa. So I think that would be my path to victory. Now, obviously, the title shot is what you want, um, rightfully so. But we just got done seeing another PVC top guy at 122 and Luis Netty <laughs> come back. Um, first fight since getting knocked out by Brandon Figueroa. You know, I'm sure you I'm sure you were tuned in. I'm sure you caught it. What did you make of his performance? And um, how do you break down a potential future fight with Luis Netty? Well, um, I was actually there uh, ringside, mm. uh, you know, checking it out. And I, I wasn't impressed with Neri. You know, he uh, he he dropped Castro in the first round. Mm-hmm. And Castro looked like he was gun shy, like he, you know, was scared to get hit. Uh, he's just not a true warrior. But uh, I wasn't impressed with uh, Neri. Uh, uh, Fulton impresses me. I think he's a great fighter. Neri, I would love that fight, you know. So I have to get through whoever I have to get through next. And I definitely want that fight up. 22 for sure was it me or do you think that neary is pretty wide with his punches and and i mean like loopy oh. you know he did get the knockdown straight down the middle with the left but after that i felt like everything was very wide and loopy or am i wrong obviously you're the fighter 100 percent. you know he was throwing some wide looping shots uh castro was straight up and down he he held his composure good he had his hands up but when neary uh had some bursts those punches kind of got through and he had no defense, no rows, no steps, no pivots, no nothing. Especially when a fighter's throwing those wide punches, you got to get around them. Uh, so, yeah, 100%. And so, there's not, I'm sorry, George, but there's not many names that you can fight. So, you know, you're going to be forced to tell us here. Is it Angelo Leo, Daniel Roman, or Figueroa off the loss? Because PBC doesn't have a lot of 22 pounders that they do business with. Well, um, I'm, like I said, I'm waiting to. Uh, get details i should be hearing something any day now but uh i I would love to fight with roman because we were actually supposed to fight in like september and then they're saying like they never got an offer which they did but he wanted like half a mil you know uh but yeah yeah i I, I would love to fight roman april may i'm just waiting on details so right now i have no idea who it is so in a a perfect world though because we we, we've been having a long talk about boxing and business and Mm -hmm. all that but in in, a, in your perfect world, who are you fighting next? Uh, I'm fighting uh, Fulton. Mm. You know, uh, I was on the undercard. You know, that's the second time on his undercard. Uh, I think I could beat him. He's the man to beat in the division. Yeah. That's the fight that I want. Mm. Now, you think you've always thought you can beat him or watching the Figueroa fight? No. Did it reveal itself? No, no, no. I, I feel like... Uh, 
you put him in front of me, I'll find a way to beat him. But uh, I've always thought that I could beat him. It's not just a Figueroa fight. I mean, he's an impressive fighter, especially uh, to be able to hold his own against a Figueroa who has to impose his will on you to beat you. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, I just feel like I can beat him. Would you want an Angelo Leo before you got in there with Fulton just to prepare or you don't need preparation? I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, I, I've never had the luxury like these other fighters to uh, pick who I want to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, put me in the game, coach. Oh, this is what we're fighting? Okay, let's go. That's sure. that's literally how it's always been. Now, uh, walk us through your last fight. Obviously, uh, it did come out successful. Majority decision. Fought a very tough fighter in Eduardo Baez, who... Had only lost to Mauricio Lara, mm -hmm. right, coming fresh off that high. And uh, Laura got the big upset knockout over Josh yep. Warrington. Yep. So, you know, obviously a very game, very tough, uh, valid opponent. But, you know, you did mention you struggled to uh, lose weight. Did that have a lot to do with the performance? Oh, man, uh, the the weight was it, it was crazy. But uh, not only that, you know, I was going through so, so much uh, outside of the ring to where I probably shouldn't even have fought, you know, uh, like what? What was going on? Well, like, you know, depression and mental illness, you know, like that that's just real. Mm. You know, like there was times in training camp to where I'm on my way to, to the gym to grind and I'm pulling over on the side of the road and I'm breaking down trying to, you know. But what's causing you to break down? Is it the 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 the, it, the struggle of the boxing career, not getting to the certain point financially that you wanted? What what's has you stressing or at least thinking. Well, I mean, that always plays a factor. You know, boxing is a lonely sport. You know, that, that always plays a factor. You know, we have hidden demons that we fight and whatnot. But uh, missing my daughter, you know, she, she lives in Arizona now, so she's a lot closer. But I'm in camp. I can't really, you know, I got to move a certain way. You know, and then there's other private things, you know, that uh, I was just trying to overcome. So it was just a lot. But at the end of the day, we're warriors. So when we climb in the ring, there's no excuses. You know, you got to put that mask on and you got to show up. Um, but besides that, I was cutting weight, and I was up 24 hours cutting weight. I had cramps. It, you know, that's never happened. It was the first time in my career to where I uh, felt the effects of uh, cutting weight, mm -hmm. you know. So that's why it, like, really hit me. Like, yo, I got to meet with a dietitian. I got to do something. Otherwise, I got to move up, you wow. know. And the goal is to uh, win it at 22 and then win it at 26 and then win it at 30, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you know, you. I mean, <clears throat> you opened up about dealing with depression. Um, how 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 have you dealt with it? Did you have you seen someone? Because yeah, because it's something that people, especially in boxing, never used to talk about. Never used to talk about, but it's real for for everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody has their own way of dealing with things. You know, like my trainers didn't know what was up. My my manager, my promoter. You know, like you walk in the gym with a smile on your face because you got to grind. But you know, on the inside, you're kind of fucked up. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've been talking to somebody off and on and, and stuff like that, you know, just trying to uh, stay focused and do what I have to do. So 31 years old, man, uh, I got a question here from Rue in the 504 New Orleans. He says, how do you see 2022 playing out for you? Oh, uh, man, this is uh this is a huge year. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there in the mix. I'm, uh, I'm at the top. I'm, I'm aging like wine. You know, it's a. Uh, <sighs> You know, it's it's a huge year. So uh, my next fight is going to speak volumes. I, I, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter where it is. But uh, that will be a huge fight, and that's going to dictate the rest of this year for sure. Are you with Louis DeCoubers by any chance? Who's yeah, your manager? Yeah, uh, you know, um, 
Greg Hanley and Prince Ranch Boxing, oh, okay. you know, but uh, Al Heyman, you know, Louis and Sam Watson, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm in the mix with everything. I'm a Heyman fighter. Okay. Beautiful. Yo, beautiful. Uh, last week we had numerous Heyman fighters in the building. Yeah. And we have to ask. Have, have you, you ever seen them? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm yet to see them. Uh, Yo, we yeah, had a conversation with him. Okay, oh, so he you called had, you. He's called you. Well, uh, like a three-way type of thing, okay. you know. I've, I've had a conversation does, does with him. Does his voice sound mysterious? No, like, that's so oh, crazy. this is Al Heyman. Well, nah, nah, it's, 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 it's calmer. It's calmer. It's like, so, Rice, how are you? <laughs> well, I mean, That hey. was a great performance. <laughs> What you know? Hey, all all Al Heyman does is is boxing. Yeah, you know, so no favorites, just this, that, boxing, business, business is business. But um, and that's the way he does business. So you got to respect it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy mm-hmm. how many people, how many PBC fighters we've had, <laughs> and um, we had Lucas Santa Maria who was on the undercard um, Mario Barrios uh, of Thurman, Thurman Barrios, and. He was like, yeah, man, shout out to Al. Like, he's really changed my life. Like, I can do this and that for my family. We asked him, like, yo, you ever met him? He's like, no, you ever talked to him? He's like, no, I ain't never even talked to him, but he's changed my life. Wow. That's good enough, though. I mean, hey, you ain't got to talk to him. You can talk to his right-hand man and Sam Watson. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the next best thing. But, but, you know, it's always that mystery with (laughs) Al, right? You Google him, there's like three pictures of Al on the internet, you know, so... You know, I, I think that's starting to become a question we like to ask PBC fighters. <laughs> How'd you hook up with them, or with the team, rather? Uh, That's through my uh my promoter and uh, Marshall Kaufman, King's Promotion. Oh, shout out to Marshall, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love Marshall. You know, he gave me an opportunity when uh, a lot of other people were dragging their feet. Mm-hmm. You know, was in talks with Top Rank and Golden Boy and Victory. And, you know, at the time, I, I went like two and a half years without a fight. Wow. And I just moved to Vegas training myself. I had the opportunity to fight a, a eight and no fighter with like eight knockouts coming off a knockout victory, you know, dropped him in the first round, dominated that fight. And that started the domino effect, you know, but that was my first fight in Vegas. Yeah. You know, so that's how I got hooked up with Marshall. And, uh, you know, that's how I got here. So when you moved to Vegas, did you have a plan or did you just say, I'm going to Vegas? Did you have someone waiting for you? Do you have a house? Did you have talk to a coach? Was there a trainer waiting or for you? you? Like, what was your. Out. Yeah, because. I met some fighters. I think uh, Louis Cubiseries just drove out. Mm. Um, I want to... Caleb. I, Caleb just drove out. I mean, there's a lot. So I want to just hear your story. Well, um, so I moved out here with no family, no friends. Just me pursuing my career. Like mm. I said, it was like two and a half years on the shelf for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with Cameron Duncan. I asked him to release me. He, wow. He, he did. So that influenced my move. Like, How okay. long ago was that? Oh, man, this was, uh, <laughs> well, I've been living in Vegas for four years, so it had to have been about five. Oh, you know, so that was before, four. is that, would that, you would you assume it was before he found Christ? Or do you remember on, on your phone calls, him always saying, God bless Jesus Christ, because he's real full-blown Christian now. Well, well, that's good, you know, uh, good for him, That that that's what's up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't can't remember. I, I, you know, I, I think he had some stuff going on with like high blood pressure. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff no, like he did that, go through some stuff, and then I, I guess he found God and, and came on the other side of that. That's what's up. That's good to hear. Um, I know Crawford. You know, was with him. Mikey was with him. Right, but Boots is with him yeah. now. But but like you know, he wasn't really picking up the phone. You know, like there was a time, so I'm itching for a fight. Oh, can can you fight in Mexico? Yeah, this is like a week's notice, and then I don't hear anything. Yeah, like, what type of shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like. 
you know, so it's stuff like that. But like he, he released me and then I, I did have a plan. So uh, Nonito Donaire, he had flew me out to one of his training camps, Okay, you know, mm. and I, I worked with Nonito. Which fight? Do you know which fight? I don't. I just know he won that fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, that, that's all I know. But that was my first time uh, kind of in Vegas by myself. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of hit me like, yo, if I'm going to continue boxing. Was that the first elite level world class fighter you've, you've been in a, a camp with? Because sparring and camp is two different things. Well, uh, years before that, my uh, my boxing coach from Michigan, my original trainer, who's like my father figure, he's still part of Team Aline. We talk like every single day. He flew me out to Vegas to train uh, a few years before that. So we were at the Mayweather's gym training, and I was supposed to spar with at Ed, Beko, but uh, Joseph, yeah, mm -hmm. Joseph at Beko, but something happened with his shoulder. So then we end up uh, sparring with Jesse Magladano. This is before he was the champ and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He probably had fifteen fights at that time, you know. So that was very competitive, great sparring. Yeah, and and stuff back like then, that. before his loss, he was a little dog. He Absolutely. thought he, he thought he could beat Rigo. I got interviews. He's like, I want Rico right now. Jesse's my guy. Jesse's my guy. You know, we we spar off the off and on all the time. You know, he, that's my guy. Is he still trains with Capitillo? Yeah, Hor George, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, but uh, so you know, then a few years later, you know, Nonito flew me out with the training camp with him. It's my first time in Vegas for a year. Was there for a month. Wow. So you spent the year? Oh no no no, my bad. My I, I was there for a month. Okay. You know, but it, I was by myself, and I just told myself like, if I'm gonna keep boxing. I have to move to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, you know, I'm from a small town in Muskegon, Michigan. Nobody's heard of. You know, you have to travel to get work. I didn't spar a pro until I was pro, you know, and uh, I had a plan. And when I got down here, the apartment I was supposed to get, something happened. So there was a hiccup in that. So I had to stay in a weekly for like. A weekly two, hotel. Yeah. A weekly hotel for like two, so, three weeks. So you came down here and you didn't know any other fighters. No, no fighters. I didn't have a gym set, set up. I didn't have a trainer set up. But the gym that I uh, sparred Jesse at, I was like, you know what? Let me go there. Pat Barry's gym. Yeah. Because, you know, I sparred there. So, you know, I started to work with Pat. But, uh, you know, he has some other things going on. So then I started to work with Augie, Augie Sanchez. You know, shout out to Augie. But, uh, you know, he's working with the Olympic team and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So our interests kind of didn't really align. Kind of bounced around with the uh, City Athletic. Couldn't find a trainer. Uh, had another chance to spar with Nonito Donaire at a Bones Adams gym. Okay. And uh, so I did that. Bones stayed with that good work. He got he yeah. stayed with a lot of names over there. Devin's over there now. Um, and uh, then Bones started to train me and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, so. So you're with Bones now? No, I'm not with Bones anymore. Uh, we just kind of had our differences. So w when I was at Barry's Boxing Gym, I met my homeboy Bobby. You know, we we're around the same age and we would hit the mitts off and on. Like if I was sparring... And uh, I didn't have nobody to work my corner. I'd call Bobby like, hey, you want to work my corner? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, after me and Bone split, I hit Bobby up, you know, and we just start kind of talking about business because uh, a lot of the things that he says to me resonates, you know. So uh, he just started to coach me. And then I was like, yo, I got a fight coming up. Uh, me and Bones ain't working with each other no more. Like, you know, what's up? Like, you want to do this or not? Uh, I had my trainer from Michigan come out and work my corner for that fight. And then my next fight, Bobby uh, worked my corner, and he's been my trainer ever since. So Muskegon, how, how do you get involved in boxing in Muskegon, Michigan? <laughs> you have to be the best boxer to ever come from Muskegon. You have to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in the Hall of Fame in Muskegon. You have to. 100%. So how do you get involved in boxing? Because I don't know. Is it? I don't even know where Muskegon is. Well, uh, it's uh, it's 30 minutes from Grand Rapids, okay. where uh, Floyd Mayweather right. is originally from, four right. hours from Detroit. But uh, Kenny Lane... 
you know, Kenny Lane uh, used to live in Muskegon and he used to have like a, a, a fight club and stuff like that. And uh, I got my I've been athletically on my feet since I was three. I got my black belt in karate and then I started uh, boxing. And uh, yeah, I went to Kenny's gym, but that's how I met my original uh, trainer, Terry Markowski. And the rest is history. I just kind of stuck with that. And uh, we had to travel to Chicago, Ohio, Detroit consistently, or even Grand Rapids because, you know, Muskegon, like, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nothing going on. So, uh, yeah. You know. And here you are. You're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting to go back. You know, I got two belts, but I'm waiting to win the world title to go back and have, like, a big fan meet and greet and, you know, pictures, autographs, all that stuff. So when was the last time you went home? The last time I went home was uh, before the pandemic, mm. you know, before so you got like two, two yeah. and some change then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I got James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas. He says, I've seen a few of your fights on Showtime. They were great fights. I look forward to following your career. I see you as a reigning world champion soon. Thanks for coming on the show. So no question. Just love. Mm. Appreciate it. A lot of hard work and sacrifice. Like nothing's been given to me. Unlike the, uh, the Fultons of the world because like nobody nobody gave me a chance to fail. That, that's my thing. What do you mean like the full what, what they gave Fulton? He come Man. from Philly. He he gonna he gonna receive that differently and say I had to work just like you. Right. Plus but, but, plus if you look at Fulton's resume, I know for a fact. Pull it up. He probably fought more undefeated fighters than anyone in this division. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, and I'm not saying he's not a hard worker. He's a great fighter. He mm -hmm. impresses me as a fighter. But what I'm saying is I don't know if it has to do with uh, where you're from. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Versus if I was born in Vegas, if I was born in New York, yeah. born in Cali and boxing. Philly. You know what Maybe. I'm saying? Like, it would have been snapping off. But, like, okay, I was with Cameron Duncan nothing you know and, and i was winning all my fights i was still stopping guys and just, just didn't believe in me enough to give me a chance to fail to give me a chance to put me out there and really see what i can do you know it, it the reason i move the way i move now is because uh i took the keys to my life and my career i could still be in muskegon stocking shelves at a grocery store working a part-time job trying to box hoping and praying for a fight but i took the keys to my life and my career i moved to vegas no family no friends and I, I made this shit happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I got myself here, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's just psh, a lot of sacrifice. Ten undefeated fighters, champ. That's insane. And he's only got 20 fights. And, and that's why I want to fight him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's considered shit. the best in the division. So I want to fight the best of the best. That's official. They need to start using that as a marketing. Like, with, you know, uh, the reigning, defending champion, the only <laughs> man to fight. Because, yo, 10 undefeated fighters is impressive, nah, man. And, yeah. and he fought. I know I know. Steph fought some some guys that still went on to have success early on. He fought Joshua Greer, like mm -hmm. his fifth fight. Mm -hmm. um, he fought um, Adam Lopez early on in his career, too. Mm -hmm. But, um. You know, just moving moving on to you, champ. Obviously, um, we want to see you in the ring more often. Um, last year, you got two fights in, but they were 10 months apart. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume you would like to be more active. You know, in the, in the, in a perfect world, when would you like to get back in the ring? Um, you know, March, April. Which, no, you've been saying May, April, April, May. April, April, May, right? Yeah, uh, April, May, but, you know, I'd like to fight three times. You know, like I came out of this fight, uh, no cuts, you know, no aches and pains and stuff. So I was hoping to already have been back in the ring, you know, but but a lot of it's out of my control. You know, sometimes it's boxing politics and, you know, they got to fight a guy. They have to find somebody who actually wants to fight me, which has also been hard my whole career is uh, 
finding a fight. Now he could be undefeated or whatnot. Like, like I came off a two and a half year layoff and I fought an undefeated fighter, you know, who was Marcus Bates, eight and zero with like eight knockouts or whatever. And Bones was telling me, oh, why, why would this was before we were working, but I was in his gym. Like, oh, why would you want to take that fight? Yo, why not? You trying know, to move along. You exactly. trying to move along. Like, I'm. I, I'm <laughs> I don't got a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like this, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm trying to do. Let me prove it to everybody. And that's what I did. What do you walk around at? Because I know it's been tough for you to make 122. So you don't seem to be a guy that blows up to like 160, 170 Uh, in between fights. No, no, I don't blow up that much. Like, you know, if I blow up, I'll be at like 142, 143. You know what I'm saying? That's probably like the highest I'll actually blow up. You know, it's not bad. 18 pounds. Yeah, 20 pounds. Chavez did that all day when he fought at 54. He was ballooning (laughs) up to 18, 22 pounds on fight night. But you know, them bigger guys, they got a little bit more they can lose. Like, you know, when you're fighting at 22 and you're Mm -hmm. getting up to the 150 and 160, ooh, or even 26, it's, you know, it's just, it takes a lot out of you. So, what has bringing in that nutritionist brought to you? you know, yeah, I've how's seen, it help? You're not necessarily in camp, but I know you stay in the gym. I know Bobby. Um, you know, how has that helped you? You know, in the gym and things that you've seen. Um, so far, so good. You know, it seems to be working. This is my first time ever working with a nutritionist. You know, so it's a little too early to really speak on it. But so far, it seems how, good. how many weeks or days? Uh, it's probably been about. Uh, Three and a half weeks, creeping up on four. Okay. You know, have but you, is it foods that look different or is it just the, the taste and the seasoning and the seasoning of it? Because a little bit of both, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I say this all the time. I'm a salty nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I put salt on like everything, you know, so, uh, you know. So some, what? Salt is bad because of the sodium? Yeah, you know, you kind of. cut and weight. Yeah, you want to limit your salt intake and, you know, sodium and all that, you know. So a, a little bit of the seasons, a little bit different. Some of the foods are a little bit different, but not. No, nothing too crazy. You more know. fish? Has he been implementing more fish or no? Uh, some salmon here and there, and uh, just just you know, just a, a wide variety of things that are supposed to be healthy for you. Because I've been able to get away with just eating whatever I want to eat, you know. So this is the first time to where I'm kind of, boom. This is this is just how I'm eating. Whose idea was it to bring in the strength and conditioning? I mean, excuse me, the nutritionist. It was my idea. After uh, you know, I just never want to put myself in that position again because I'm talking about yo. I almost didn't pass the physical, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Blood pressure, you know, I had to do blood pressure about three times, you know, and like I'm I'm in that struggling and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just for no reason I put myself in that situation. So how did you get the recommendation for this guy? Um, You know, I, I, I talked to some, some fighters and stuff and see who they're working with. You know, I read some reviews on Google and stuff like that, you know, so, uh, yeah. So who's he worked with in the past? Um... Well, it's actually a lady. Oh, okay. You know, Keith but, Thurman used to use his aunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but, you know, she has worked with some other fighters and stuff okay. like that. Just, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. Coach Myers says, have you ever sparred or been in camp with Tremaine Williams? That's another good fight, man. Tremaine got that fight short notice on Showtime and then lost to Leo, and he ain't been back. I was supposed to fight him for that fight, but Fulton got COVID, so then, you know, that kind of messed up the card. They yeah. switched things around, and he ended up fighting Leo, and me and Leo was in camp for that fight, you know? So Leo could have chose me to fight, but mm-hmm. he chose Tremaine. Uh, you know, like, he hasn't fought since then, but, yeah, we were, we were already supposed to fight. <laughs> I like Tremaine, man. I, I watched him, I think, once or twice in Connecticut, 
And then he got that fight with Leo. And I told people, like, don't sleep. They thought right. Leo was going to blow through him. You know, he just he fought the wrong fight. Like, he stood in the pocket too long with Leo. He was trying to prove something. I didn't get it. But he still did very well in the fight to me, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think he did good. Leo's a pressure fighter. You know, he mm -hmm. wants to put his uh, forehead on your chest. If you let yeah. him, he'll do it all night. So, uh, uh, Tremaine, he, I don't really think he could box for the full 12. That's why he had to stand toe-to-toe. -to -toe. That's stamina, man. That's the, that's, that's the issue in boxing. You ain't got that tank. Mm -hmm. Endurance. And, and, you know, and, and that's another reason why Fulton impresses me so much. You know, in fighting a, in beating a fighter in Brandon Figueroa, Figueroa has to impose his will on you, puts your body on you, pushing mm -hmm. forearms and stuff like that. And Fulton was right, right there every, every round, you know, so uh, that, that's very impressive. I got Steve in the UK that says, hey, Raiz, uh, thanks for coming on the show. If you could fight any 122, 126 pounder from the hit from history, mm -hmm. who would it be and why? <laughs> Once again, thanks for coming on the show. Steve in the United Kingdom. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, man, that's... Uh, how Damn. much did uh, Ahmed weigh? One. How much did Ahmed weigh? Ahmed was 126. There you go. It's got to be Prince him, Nassim right? He's Ahmed. the most infamous. Oh, shit. That's Isn't funny. he the most famous featherweight yeah. of the Like, who's more popular than Prince Nassim Ahmed? And, and where was he from? United Kingdom. Yeah. United Kingdom, that's right. Yeah, but he made a name for himself. Yo, that, it was the way he walked into the ring. Oh, he, he used to flip over the road. I the, remember. The, the swag, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Even the, in the, the, fights. the confidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even in the fights, hitting the shimmy, putting his hands up, <laughs> sticking his tongue out, that, talking shit. That and knocking a, people out, too, well, the way he did. Yeah. That'd be a dope ass fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who, who is I, it? I take that. I pay to say that. Yeah, you know, Hasim, like, yeah. Are you are you a fighter? Because we spoke to a lot of fighters. Obviously, a lot of fighters don't watch film. Are you a yeah. fighter that watches film? Um, or do are you the fighter that says you don't watch film but you really you do? do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I'll I'll watch uh, their last current fight and then I will watch it once. You know, like uh, like the dude I fought, Eduardo Baez, uh, Vic Pacias, mm -hmm. Marcus Bates. You know what I'm saying? I watch their their most current fight and then I watch it. I watch it once and I really analyze it. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, it sticks with me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I leave the rest up to my coaches and my trainers and stuff like that. They can dig through the film because I got too much shit to do. You how know? does it help you when you when you watch you say you watch one fight and you really, really watch it? How does it help you? Because some fighters say I don't need to watch. Yeah, they tape, say you know? they say if they watch tape, they end up focusing on things they seen that may not show up in the fight. So yeah, how does it help you? Um, it, it helps me just just to see how they are. You know, it's like, oh, he's a pressure fighter. Oh, he's a boxer. Okay, he's a little bit of both. Oh, he's good on his feet. You know, uh, he doesn't really have power. You know what I'm saying? It kind of tells me some things I'd like to know uh, heading into the fight. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've never really dug down and watched film like this fight, that fight. I feel like that's a little, that's overkill for me personally. I'll leave that to my trainers, but I will watch their uh, their most current fight and see what's up with that and, you know move accordingly what about what about fighters from the past or maybe even fighters uh in today's era is there fighters that you like to watch maybe uh pick some things up from things like that um well i used to be a big uh keith thurman fan you know so used, used to, be. to be used to be well well hey Ouch. you know he, he, he was on, on the he show for like much. what two years two and a half years something like that 900 he's coming for you man Hey, you know, Keith, Keith ain't fighting 931 days, man. So it's Yo, that's the past. He fought already. But, but, you know, hey, he fought Barrios. Great fight. Barrios was right there. You know, you, you let your guard down for a second and you're getting hit with some shots. 
But uh, I, I like Thurman's style. You know, he uses his feet and stuff like that. And I just try to pick things from certain fighters. You know, I used to like Abner Mares, some things that he used to do and, uh, you know, different fighters. You know, I try to pick some things from Floyd. Uh, Pacquiao, you know, I actually am Southpaw, but I fight Orthodox. You know, mm. I do like Pacquiao style and stuff. So, yeah, just pick little things from little from different people. Nice, nice. I got a couple more here from the public. We got Brandon in Houston. If you had to pick, which of these traits is more important in boxing, athleticism or ring IQ? <sighs> um, I, I, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. I'd say ring IQ, but in order to uh, really use the ring IQ to the best of your ability, you have to be athletic, you know, uh, but... If you weren't athletic at all and you had a strong ring IQ, I, I think you could still win the fight. All right. All right. Um, actually, yes, let me get to this one. I have James Benitez. It says, thanks for coming on the show. I do want the Fulton fight and hope it happens. But since you're 31 and no, since you're 31, how much longer you want to stay down and wait if you moved up? Would you fight Gary Russell Jr.? And was you impressed with Gary's performance with one arm versus Masiago? Glad you free from Cam. Oh, Cameron Duncan, because <laughs> he put it. He put Cam Dunk. I'm like, okay, Cameron Duncan. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, if the opportunity is there, I would fight Russell. You know, um, my goal staying at the 22 pound division is to win the world title and to defend it. Mm -hmm. You know, win it, defend it. Okay, what are the opportunities at 26? Who can I fight? A Navarrete, a Gary Russell. You know, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just where's the opportunity? You know, and uh, yeah, I would. Team Aline, hey, we got the pen. So uh, send the contract. <laughs> you know, for Let's real. Go. We're, we're not ducking and dodging nobody. But um, uh, Gary Russell fighting with one hand was impressive. I, I've I've sparred Mark before a, a few times. He used to train out here at Bones Gym. You know, uh, he's he's a good fighter. He can hit a little bit. You know, Mark Mark's got some power. But uh, Russell fighting with one hand was impressive. Um, I was I was kind of pulling for him, but I was kind of pulling for Mark too because you know I've I've worked with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a 50-50 fight for me. You know, whoever won, I'd be happy with. But who did you see winning? Because honestly, I I thought Russell did enough to win with one hand. I felt like he was schooling my man. Yeah, I, I, you know, I feel like he did land some more of the cleaner punches. I guess Mark was like the aggressor, you know, and sometimes you don't. Unaffective aggression or but, ineffective aggression. He wasn't really landing like that. And then like sometimes uh, Russell had his guard up and I'm thinking he blocked some of those shots, but you don't really know what the judges are looking at. You know, mm -hmm. you don't really know how the, the judges are scoring. You know, yeah. it's like, I feel like some of the scoring in boxing can be a lot better or the guys who are outrageous should just kind of sit on the shelf. You yes. Know? Especially they need to be punished. Especially with these championship fights. You know, look, you can work the undercards, but like not even champion, well, true, but I like, think fuck. we'll change we'll change bad scoring if some of these judges weren't able to come to the fight. They would miss it. Right. A weekend in Vegas is now gone. Mm -hmm. They ain't they're not gonna pay for their own flight. They're not gonna pay for their own hotel. And they damn sure ain't going to pay for a ticket. So if you start cutting them off, they're going to start getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and then sometimes it's bias, you know, like, you know, they have their favorites, too, because they're human. Yeah. Like, what, what can you it's say? It's like I was telling him about Adelaide Bird. People think Adelaide Bird is a, is a bad judge. She just likes Canelo's style. Mm -hmm. She's a Canelo fan. Like, I'm a fan of Thurman, so I'm going to see things in his favor. 
You know, I, I see him get punched and I don't see vulnerability. I don't see him, oh, you know, people write him off. He's weak to the body. No, I see an incredible, like, fighter that can take shots to the body and not go down. Where people yeah. taking a knee or they getting dropped, my man's taking out mouthpieces against a legend <laughs> and not getting followed up on. Like, that is skill to me. But, you know, people interpret it differently. And, and that's why, you know, I say you never really know what the judges are looking at. You know, one might be looking at the aggression. One might be looking at the body punches or... You never really know. Do you mm -hmm. ever think about that in a fight? Um, you know, maybe you're halfway through or the fight's coming towards the end and you know you're winning the fight. And do you think, do you ever like, is there ever a moment where you say, man, are these judges going to rob me? Yeah. Or, or, or are you just so focused on what's happening in the ring and it's like tunnel vision or when you're sitting in the corner, is there a moment? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm just straight up focused on right. what I have to do. But, you know, I'm not trying to leave it in the judges' hands. You know, I was on like a seven-street knockout. You know, the only streak I really care about is my undefeated streak. But, uh, you know, if you could take it out of the judges' hands, 100%, that's what you should do. You know, when when you leave it to them, it's, it's up for chance. You might yeah. you might as well flip that coin unless it's clear, like clear, clear. And, at this, and when you're at a certain level, it's hard to have that type of separation. Now, obviously, you know, you were on that knockout streak and, you know, the last fight you had the weight issues, the issues outside of the ring. That was the only fight that went to decision and it was majority. <laughs> you know, you've never had a split, but there was a majority. You know, two cards were in your favor. One uh, just did have it a draw. In that fight, you know, gloves are off. You got your hand wraps, you know, or maybe even the hand wraps are off. And you're in the center of the ring next to the ref, you know, waiting for the official score scorecards. Was there any, um, you got some background noise. Yeah, there. that's, uh, Travis got to handle that. Was there any moment where you were like, fuck, like, did, did I pull this one off? Um, I mean, I feel like I did enough to win, but like at the end of my fight, it was just, uh, so much raw emotion, you know, just, uh, everything I went through outside of the ring and then. And then the cutting weight and in the ring, you know, uh, from the first round, like my feet felt like I had bricks on them, you know, mm -hmm. my arms felt slow. And then I'm watching me fight like, damn, I, I, for how I felt, I looked a lot better than, you know, how I felt. So, you know, it was a big moral victory. I felt like I did enough to win. But, you know, once I heard that, uh, you know, that uh, what draw or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh shit you know like I, I was like hold up what's going on and uh you know i, I ultimately they gave it to me but uh yeah it was kind of like man I, I can't put myself in that position again what's mm -hmm. that feeling like like you just said your legs didn't feel good <laughs> so what when 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 a fight starts and you're because you know how you feel when you're sharp <laughs> when you feel that when you say oh no like my legs don't feel quite right um what you as a fighter what goes through your mind well, you know, I feel like when I'm sharp, crisp, and clear, nobody can beat me. Like, that's just how I feel. But, uh, man, going into the fight, like, you know, I'm throwing punches in the in the locker room, and I'm <sighs> huffing and puffing. And I'm, I was trying to, like, jump up and down to kind of, like, wake myself up, give me some energy. But it was just, like, take your strong points, you know, like your strengths, and throw them out the window. The things you worked on in camp, throw it out the window. Like, right now, you have to just find a way to win against the guy you're in front of because I couldn't do anything. Like, I, I, like, there was a time, I think it was in, like, the second round. I hit him with a jab, and then I went to throw a one-two, and my feet, like, didn't even move. I'm like, fuck. You know, so all I can really do is kind of walk forward a little bit. And he's a, I was hoping he was going to try to be on the inside 
because that would you know i had him on his back foot most of the fight so that would have made my life a lot easier but it, it was you know um my mind was moving faster than my body you know i could see the punch coming i try to move but i'm i'm like a statue so i get clipped and i'm like fuck you know and just you gotta find you gotta bite down on your mouthpiece and find a way and uh that's what champions do that's what i did uh, we got the best dad ever in Baltimore. He says, if you could build a fighter, who would you put together? And obviously that's with attributes of other fighters. So oh, would deep. you put your own speed or Floyd's IQ? That's kind of what he's saying. Oh, I mean, uh, I would <laughs> I would damn near take everything Floyd does, <laughs> you know, put that in a fighter, his IQ, his speed, and uh, Pacquiao's ferociousness, you know, his uh, aggressiveness. Um, Triple G's power or Canelo's power, mm. you know. Um, it's a, it's a, a fighter. You put, <laughs> you're putting together a machine. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You know that uh, that'd be a, an amazing fighter. Well, those are all the questions, Raiz. Man, I want to thank you obviously for coming into the studio and talking some boxing with us. Uh, I'm glad you came in without any official fight announcements. Since you're local to Vegas, you could come back with that big. Bad breaking news right and here. break it right here on the show. We appreciate you, man, and we can't wait to get you back on. Wish you the best of luck in your career. Obviously, uh, you can go ahead and uh, give out your social media for anyone who isn't following you can do so. Um, but we appreciate you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Raiseline Boxing. Uh, follow me in my career. You know, uh, I'm just the underdog try, trying to make it, you know, like trying From to Muskegon. make it. From Muskegon. From Muskegon, Michigan, you know, but uh, living in Vegas. This is home. So, uh, yeah. Let's go, man. Living a dream in Vegas. 100%. Right. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take an intermission so we can get a picture with Raiz. We'll be right back with you guys in just a few seconds, finishing up any phone calls or super chats we might have left out there. So don't go away. I'm back. The guys are coming into the studio now. We wanted to go ahead and take that picture with Raiz Salim and just have those memories. Shout out to the uh, upcoming champ for coming into the studio and talking some boxing with TBV. George, I see you mic'd up, man. We're almost we're almost done. No, did you get breakfast? No breakfast, right? No, no. You know, I'm still kind of on East Coast time because I yeah. just got out here. Um, I didn't have breakfast, but 
I'm staying at the what's that hotel? The Aria. Aria. Now, one thing about it, I, I took a shower and and the, the 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 shampoo and the conditioner said if you use this, you'll smell like an Asian garden. So oh. so I didn't have breakfast, but I smell like an Asian an garden. An Asian garden. So, All right. You know what? And this is why I love your platform. Meeting someone like Rice, mm -hmm. like you just become a fan instantly of these guys. Mm -hmm. So the more fighters you have on, the more they get their name out there. Like I'm a, fa I knew who he was, but I never met him. I'm, yeah. I'm, but I'm a fan of his now, and I can't wait to see him fight. Yeah, and you know what? I've interviewed him before on the show, and it just wasn't like this. His voice sounds totally different. Shout out, shout out to Sticky Paws and these beautiful Shore mics because he he sounded different. And I swear, he even looked different, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe the hair is... I feel like the hair isn't new, but it just... I it's don't know. It's different from his box rack pick. Yeah, definitely sure. different. He looks for Puerto sure. Rican in yeah. his box rack pick, <laughs> for sure. Like, he just came off the Ila. We got Fred Robinson with another one. He says, we forget WBC gave Canelo a vacant title at 68. Uh, yeah, but we forget that WBA gave one to Anthony Joshua. I don't think I don't think anyone forgot. I mean, uh, it was definitely mentioned earlier that the reason he had to take the Yildirim fight was because Yildirim had already been waiting for a while, mm -hmm. and so in order for the vacant title to be on the line against Callum Smith in San Antonio, December of 2020, he had to take the Yildirim fight. Um, shortly thereafter, I mean, he fought three times in a 12-week span, or it was, tw no, I'm sorry, an 18-week span, or 16-week span, that is. So, you know, nobody's forgetting that it was a vacant title. Obviously, Callum Smith had the WBA, right? So he, the, both titles were on the line, but I don't think anybody's forgetting that, as it was mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah, man, I, 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 I definitely didn't forget it, but I think that we forget other people, right? There, there was just another vacant title mm. kind of unification that, that, that just went down like this. This is, this is kind of the normal. When you're a name, the sanctioning body looks for a way to get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, look, think about it. Right now, Benavidez is getting an interim title when there's not a reason. Canelo hasn't announced the fight, so he's not busy. Why are you giving that division an interim titleist when he's the mandatory, he's the champion? It's simple. Big Matthews in the UK says, Billy Joe Saunders schools old Triple G. And uh, I guess that's like a sly emoji maybe? I don't know. Plant gets credit, but not Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, and then he puts the mad emoji. Yeah, I don't think Billy was winning though. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like a lot of people were. Um, I was there. I was, you felt like a lot of people thought Billy was winning? Yeah, I, I mean, mm. I, being there ringside, a lot of the media sitting around me felt that Billy was winning. Mm -hmm. I did not. And to be fair, um, you know, I did have a few Brits, uh, a, few, <laughs> a few guys from across the pond. So maybe, you know, you do have some of that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, favoritism or right. what have you. Um, and I guess the same could be said with me uh, and Canelo, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, I did feel that uh, a lot of people felt Billy was, was winning. Uh, he was landing some big shots. Um, I didn't see it that way, but I did feel like it was a close fight up until the time of the stoppage. Um, and same thing with Caleb Plant. A lot of people, I know BT Sport had Caleb Plant winning at the mm. time of the I knockout. I mean, isn't BT biased? 
But who would they be biased to? To the Brit. What the no, hell? No, no Kayla Plant. I said Kayla Plant. Oh, shit. Why I understood Billy Joe? I don't know. Sounds nothing alike. I know. Um, But no, you know, BT had Kayla Plant winning <laughs> at the time of the stoppage. So uh, the knockout that is. So, you know, um, it is what it is. I think Supermax said, said it earlier. Um... No matter what it is that Canelo does, there's always going to be those critics, yeah. and you're not going to please. But everybody. that's how you know you made it. Right if, right. if if you if you're not at the top, people don't criticize what you're doing. You know, yeah. it's only when you're the man that they care what it is that you're doing. They've all gone through it. Everyone who's been yeah. the the top guy in the sport, they they've all gone through this. And Canelo right now is is a lightning rod. Anything he does, it's going to be praised by some and criticized by others. So For that's real. just the nature of the of the. Business. Yep. Rider of the Storm. If we talk about business, Charlo or GGG will generate more money, but legacy and difficulty of the fight, it's Bivol or Better Beef. Maul, create your own path. All right. And Fred Robinson back with another one. He says, then how do we bash fighters' resume, then defend the business of boxing, which is keeping resumes from building? I don't think it's the I don't think it's the business of boxing keeping resumes from building. It's more about the person that you're with afraid to invest in you. If they're investing in you, look at look at look at Alexander Povetkin, notoriously known to get the huge fight, and that's mm-hmm. because he had people that were you know financially backing him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was definitely getting money, uh, and and winning purse bids and and all types of stuff. Trav, that last video came extremely small. Resend that. But I think that is all the Super Chats. Nest GTO, Instagram, and Twitter. Let me check these phone calls. Who we got on the line? Looking like on. Uh, do we? Let me see. Let me see. Who's ready to rock and roll on Skype? I know I got J Mac with a boomerang. So we're going to go on to you and get this ball rolling. Anyone else that's ready to talk, fall in line, let me know. J-Mac, what up? Are you available? Yo. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, shout out to the whoever that was, the interview. I don't remember his name. Raheem uh, Salim. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, uh, shout out to the last Super Chat. And um, when he said, you guys defend a business um, side of it, but also attack resumes. I'm confused. And it ain't about what they're willing to invest because people still got to be willing to accept the fire contract. Canelo is the only cash cow who has been able to get away and do what he do. We don't hold him for what he done. We hold him for what he hasn't done because he's the man. He's the one that makes the decision. He's the one that jumps around from multiple weight classes and makes fighters sit around and wait on him at the same time, which I do credit, uh, do critique those fighters for sitting around and trying to wait on Canelo at the same time. But that's their problem. But we're not going to sit up here and act like he's not holding up the support. But last but not least, it ain't about what you're willing to invest. It's about what your fighter, who your fighter, uh, who. Because sometimes money and offers always get turned down. Canelo didn't turn down a contract when Andrade was actually on the zone with him. Since cut y'all, it, act- cut it, cut it, cut it. Yeah, but it still comes down to money. If you remember the Gennady Golovkin Canelo negotiations early on when they wanted him to have a third fight, you know he kept saying no, 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 no. But then it was released that there was a contract that he would accept 47, 47 million. So, you know, you know, it's money. 
we're also not defending the business of boxing. We're just saying it's a reality. Yeah. No one's defending. I, I hate the business of boxing, but it is a reality. So no one's defending it. Yeah, it we just can sit is here. What it is. We can sit here and be mad and and not explain it to the casual fan and listener that that you know uh, stumbles across the show. But we choose to tell them what's going on and the reason why it's going on. We got Brandon Lenz that says. WBA is next in the undisputed rotation for Canelo, but will the WBA continue reducing the belts and make regular champ Morel versus super champ Canelo? Hell no. You know that. But I tell you one guy that will be happy if they do that, Luis de Cubas Jr., because that's also his fighter. Plant, Benavidez, and David Morel. I just, you know, we've heard the comments like, Canelo has made him to Andre like, oh, you're a horrible fighter. Who have you beat? We've heard Eddie Reynoso question Benavidez's resume and who, mm-hmm. ha- who he has fought. Well, if that's the case with those top-level fighters, you know, two-time world champion Bubu Andre, uh, technically two-time world champ David Benavidez, what would it be with a guy like David Morrell who has a handful of fights, you know? Like, what have you done to earn... Not just the opportunity, but that pay. If he doesn't prove to be a draw, there's no. The, he's not even in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. The person that brings him up to Canelo may get fired. But listen, that's everybody. George, where can they find you? Uh, G Jakovic, J A K O V I C on Instagram, and Facebook, your, and your, you also have a YouTube channel where you do. I do. One round with George Jakovic. Yes, right? it's one round with George. It's three minutes, and it's not a rundown of every fight that happened and every fight that's going to happen. It's some fights that catch my eye. It's some some th- things I've been through in my career, mm-hmm. and it's just in three minutes. It's quick. It's short and um, easy to consume. It's easy to consume, and also as I was a producer for a long time at HBO, and I'm still a producer. There's always someone who wants to change your your work. There's always someone who, you know, take this out, put that in. I can do this, and no one tells me what to do, and I just do what I want to do in it. Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. I am your co-host, Ringwalk Danny, on all platforms. And, you know, for all the people watching this, we will be back here in a few hours. 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. (laughs) We're back for the flagship Thursday show where we make our previews. 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock Central. 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, Central, 6 o'clock. So we're back with the flagship show where we make our previews and predictions. Are there any fights? Yes, Jacob's Rider is the only fight for this weekend. So. No. You guys are workhorses, man. Do you ever take time off? Uh, vacation. But I haven't had a vacation in like three years Ooh. since uh, COVID. But it worked out, man. It saved a lot of money. I, I didn't know how much money I spent on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of spending. But, yeah, you're looking up the schedule. You don't believe? Uh, I was... There's, there's there's like a uh, there's only a UK card. I'm I'm pretty sure. Let me I'm double aware. check ESPN sketch. See, I go to Dan Rayfield's Facebook page mm. for my boxing schedule. Oh, really? Indeed. And what does he bring to the table? Um, you're right. Yeah. That's no, I'm asking like, what is the difference between his schedule and let's say ESPN, who is stating that in London, February 12th, Daniel. Jacobs take on John Ryder. That's the only fight of the weekend, fellas. It's a big card, but you know the biggest name on the undercard is Felix Cash. There is Hopi Price is back. Austin Amo Williams is back. Johnny Fisher in the heavyweight division is back. Not a bad couple names bad there. Card. There's a uh, ESPN Plus card as well. Where uh, on Friday? 
On, on the 11th. On the 11th. But that's also in London. That's a Frank Warren card, yeah. bro. So for those, you know, who want to see Lee McGregor. Nah, we're not doing that. We're watching Fight Stars TV on no, Friday, no, 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 bro. No. We got our own fights in, in well, Tijuana, Mexico. The beautiful thing about it is that, that those fights will be over before the Fight Star TV's fights even start. So if anybody out there wants to watch the ESPN Plus show, see Lee McGregor and, and, and company back, and then you can come over here and watch the Fight Star uh, card from TJ. There you go. Well, we are out, uh, Travis. You can end it. Find me on Instagram and Twitter, Ness GTO Arrivederci.